What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I like when you touch me. I like it that you're. I like that it's another Heather Gray shirt, but it's a Batman shirt this time. If you open up my closet, it is. I have one <laughs> shirt left with stripes on it. The rest of them are Heather Gray. Fifty Shades of Heather Gray. It is. Yeah. It's weird. There's a lot of different shades of Heather Gray, and I have all of them mm. over there in another amazing shirt, the pure one, Tim Gettys. This is. This is. What is this one called? That neon, is neon blue. No, there was a there was a weird name for it, and it was good. It was good to laugh for a while, but whatever. I, I like this shirt a lot. I liked how Tim looked in that shirt until Kevin Koala. Lean in here and show him, everybody. Show him <laughs> what's up, Kev. Yeah. I hate Kevin so much. <laughs> so yesterday, we get these two shirts, and one goes to me, one goes to Kevin, and I immediately, this morning, I look at it, and I'm like, I want to wear it, because I'm on camera. And I, yeah. It's a cool shirt. Yeah. Kevin's 100% wearing this of shirt. Of course. I'm sure. And I walk in, he just is so excited. I'm like, I hate everything Well, we had so that much. we had that dialogue back and forth when I had ordered two of these, one for me, and you had asked for one, and Kevin said he had asked for one, and I was like, all right, well... What, I remember asking for one and saying, does anyone want one? Some One person said, yes, I want one. Kevin gave me the, the little pouty eyes, and he was like, yeah. In a similar cool one? shirt, Colin Moriarty, Pride of Long Island. Go Islanders. That's a PlayStation shirt. You can get that at the PlayStation Gear Store, whatever the hell it's called online. Islanders <laughs> coming for you. Pittsburgh and or Washington. Or whoever the hell <laughs> you end up facing in the playoffs. And then, our very special guest, ladies and gentlemen. It's been budding on the internet for quite some time. Raul Coley. And I should point out your shirt's awesome too. If you're oh, watching, like if, if you're listening, it's Big an N64 it's shirt. Retro, why not? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, retro is what it's all about. The right yeah. team as well, by the way. We're getting Big old fan. when N64 is retro, right? Do you ever think of that? N64 is retro as fuck. Yeah, Colin. N64 has been retro for like ten years, bruh. So I'm just saying we're getting old. I'm sure yeah, we're right. getting old. I was just reflecting that I was literally playing it in eleventh grade or whatever in twelfth grade. That's uh, yeah. Oh, I, I don't I feel like I was that. I don't feel like that was that long ago, but I guess it was. Did you all expand the memory when mm -hmm. Turok? Yeah, yeah, had, yeah, to. had to. Had to. I tried to. I remember explaining it to my parents that mm -hmm. I needed this for Turok. It was the hardest sell ever. <laughs> but I broke them. Good. You got it. <laughs> now, Raul. Mm. Of course, people know you mm. from the hit CW show I Zombie. Yeah. But I know you as one of the best friends. You're a fan of Kind of Funny. I am. You freaked out to meet me a long time ago. I did, but I shouted. Uh, Beyond you ought to say that. Oh, no. Okay, cool. If, yeah. I, if Colin or I say it, we owe IG and a nickel. But other yeah. people can say it to us. That's fine. Yeah, we um we we were just shipping around the pilot. We just did that, and we were at Comic Con, and IGN were interviewing us, and I yeah. saw you and just graciously shout Beyond, and that was it. And a friendship was formed. Done. And yeah. two years later, we did the video we said we'd do. Yeah, <laughs> you we got around to it. Again. Again. You're busy, it. and we'll hear all about that. But first, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can get episodes early, you can get exclusive access, you can get cool perks. If you have no bucks to toss us, though, it's okay. Head to youtube.com slash kindoffunny, where you can get the show broken up topic by topic, day by day, until the entire thing posts the following Friday is one big video and mp3 mm. what was that good episode <laughs> we nailed it we nailed it no crushed it so i don't understand you so like i don't you're, you're one of these types that i don't like okay mm. you're good looking yeah mm. successful tv show super tall mm. beautiful girlfriend hot and then y'all you like video games too apparently oh and you're popular on the internet yeah. how did all this start what are you doing where where does the where does your story begin roll uh, Super Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> and then everything just sort of fell into place. I was a gamer, like, I, I before I can remember anything, I, I just remember playing games. Uh, in London, it's raining all the time, so outdoor activities are kind of <laughs> nobody does that, yeah, except the summer. That's it, you're not doing anything. So, I just, yeah, I, I wanted to be into in the gaming industry, but I wasn't smart enough. Oh, trust me, you don't need to be. Look at us. <laughs> 
But this wasn't the whole yeah. streaming thing. That was yeah. the, like, if you wanted to be in games in, back in the day, you had to. I always yeah, just code. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was always like the, I guess, the kind of main foundation of my life. Um, and then I just fell into acting at about eighteen. I wanted to be in Star Wars. I wanted to be in the prequels. But they weren't made then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I didn't know what I was. I didn't know. You're like, I gotta get an episode. Yeah, too. exactly. So I had no idea what I was. Episode one, he's like, I gotta look into this video game dream again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I, you know, ten years later, um, after not working and auditioning, iZombie came along, and then my character they made a gamer, and then all of it just sort of came together, mm. and then now I'm kind of represent gaming, even though I don't have any kind of finger in making them or or, or, or anything. Sure. Just a hobby. You're just, you're just a fan. Just a big fan. But you're one of the popular fans out there. They can give you stuff on the Twitter. They can talk to you on Twitter. I guess, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We can talk. So I feel... <laughs> just not about PC Master Race stuff. Don't no, come don't at me. Don't do PC stuff. It's your favorite topic, though. Colin, have you updated your drivers? <laughs> I fucking hate PC. You updated your drivers. PC gaming is the worst, dude. <laughs> I was reminded of that when I went and tried to play Homefront the Revolution this week, and they were running on PCs, and lo and behold, the PC we selected didn't work, so Kevin and I didn't get any footage and get, didn't get to play the game. They just brought a fucking PlayStation 4, I bet you it worked. But, you know, I digress. After no. a couple of PC firmware updates. gaming. The firmware updates aren't Trash. that bad. They firm, they're you, fucking horrible. You know Greg. they're good. Your internet's terrible. You yeah, can't throw that. Means, that's Your PC thing. would be My just My internet isn't terrible. My yeah, internet's just not good. And that's the problem, is that I need to wait hours to do an update. Last night I was trying to play Ratchet and Clank. Freaking disaster. I ended up playing, but then I was up to like three. Firmware... The, the 3.5 on PS4 took me literally like 25 seconds to download and install. Yeah, it took me about an hour and a half. <laughs> now, see, like, actually, he's, he's going to throw suckers. Raul, I'll talk to you. Mm. He's throwing out there that his internet's not bad; it's just not good, right? Okay. Ask him if he's able to upload videos for kind of funny. Can at his you house. upload videos for kind of funny? No, at, at your house. You know why? Why? Because they're like we are the only people in the world uploading hour and a half, sometimes two hour long YouTube videos. Are you using dial-up? No, it's not. Di- it's not. <laughs> it's just freaking. It's Comcast. God bless Comcast. It's there's no way it's Comcast. It seems like it's your fault. No, it's direct. If I'm being honest. Maybe you're being it's throttled. Fault. Yeah, are you me. being throttled? Is Colonel downloading you? a lot of stuff? I hate you all. Is Colonel and Sherry downloading things? Are there dogs so? using the The, the dogs are definitely too? using it, yeah. Okay, back to you, Ro. <sighs> Do you really credit gaming with being like, uh, getting you on this path to where you are? You say oh, it starts yeah. with Super Nintendo. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, for me, I, I can't even watch TV or film. Really, don't I, say that I, you're on TV. I know it's t- it's tough. I I don't really watch. I find it, it it's too hard for me to engage with. It doesn't keep my attention. Mm-hmm. I I need far more kind of um, stimulation from 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 my art. And so for years, gaming is the only thing I could do where I'm not falling asleep. You know what I mean? Everything mm-hmm. else just puts me to sleep, or I feel quite lethargic doing it. Whereas with gaming, I've always sort of taken to storytelling with way more interaction. Mm-hmm. So I literally I'm in this industry, but it's not my chosen kind of, you know, acting and... Uh, when you say this to other actors, do they get pissed off at you? No, they just count me as a nerd. <laughs> they just write everything off. They're like, oh, and I like, I don't like theatre. I, I, I like acting, but that doesn't mean I have to enjoy TV and film as like mm-hmm. what I... Like, a lot of people will, will be actors, but they love music and they'll play guitar or... For me, it's gaming. And there are things now that are happening where I'm kind of segueing into... Performance in gaming. Like oh, conversation. you want to so, announce your first? You want to announce your first role in a video game? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, nothing. But there's <laughs> conversations. Um, like there's there's been VO like talks of VO and and things like that. And yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do that. What would be your your dream? Like, what game do you want to be involved with? Oh, um, it just Red Dead Two. 
Well, mm. that's not really yeah. Red Dead Two, Red Dead Three, but you the know, next like, Red he knows Dead, stuff. He knows stuff. But like yeah. that, that was I don't know why. I, I, I that speaks to me, and I love Telltale. I think the performances you get, the voice acting there is always stellar, and and um, I kind of always thought iZombie would work really well as a Telltale game. Um, but that would be a bit mm. of a dream for me, and also just like having your face in it. Because game face on EA or whatever that was, that wasn't. No, that's the not dream the dream. Did not happen. No, <laughs> that, that's not the dream. I had a black neck. So I can Tony Hawk's Underground One when you could like send them a picture of your your face and they'll put it on your creative skater. Nah, yeah. that wasn't me. No, that's not really. That how was some weird bullshit. Go. Yeah, but I got a I got a you know Troy Baker's up there doing everything. Sure. He's gonna. He's, we need, he, he needs a rival, but does. I'm just not talented enough to <laughs> be that guy. Someone out. But there you is. can just tell people that you are, and people will be like, "Oh, that's his rival," that's and true. then they'll believe it. You just got to fake it till yeah. you make it. I, I feel like you can set up a, a nice rivalry yeah, between between, between Troy, Troy and him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Too, sure. Let's get it going. Troy, you suck. Yeah. Rivalry Fuck established. You, Troy. I will say that there's no shame in not not. Um, uh, consuming the content that you make, you yep. know, like I, I don't watch. I've really never listened to a gaming podcast. I don't watch YouTube videos. Mm. I don't watch Let's Plays. I don't really even understand why anyone would watch a Let's Play. I mean, that's just I've, I've said that before in the past, but it's huge. Like, so I just understand that I'm totally not in tune with what most people like, and most people like watching TV, but you don't like watching TV. Mm. Yeah, so like I, I think that's totally acceptable if you make the content and you don't necessarily consume it. I actually think it gives you an interesting perspective, and I said that a few weeks ago on the mm-hmm. show about. When we were talking about Rooster Teeth and our collaboration with Rooster Teeth, like I don't, I don't know anything about them until I went down there and learned from them. But uh, doesn't mean we can't make the content valuable. Of course, I think actually your shit's not tainted, so you don't have any expectations of what it should be like. Yeah, and it's yeah. original, right? Yeah. You're not basing it on anything. And yeah, I know I agree. I don't think it's completely necessary. I remember when I was at drama school, I was shunned for not enjoying theater. And they looked at you and they're like, "You're British." Yeah, you exactly. should totally. Like, don't you have your own <laughs> opera glasses? <laughs> but I, I like, I, I loved being in Richard the <clears throat> Third. I loved playing Henry V. I don't enjoy watching a three-hour show where some other person's doing it. Mm. It's fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, I like, that. you can't move. And mm-hmm. I, I always get nervous I'm going to cough and put the performance... I just hated theatre, but, uh, yeah, I, I just... Gaming's just always... It's, and I don't even enjoy multiplayer gaming. No, you're no, you're in good company yeah, here. Yeah, really good company. And when everything went internet-based and now I have to social... I used it as a way to shut off from the world and now everything I play is... Forcing me to pop engage. Up. This is this, you got players yeah. close to you. This like, is happening. We're in division, and Greg's over there. I'm like, I don't want to talk to Greg Miller, man. Yeah, Nobody does. Greg. Well, that I mean, that's I I, I, definitely I did. I sent it. you a request actually. Did you? I, it was an accident. I didn't oh. mean to. I just tried to look at your player, and I ended up. Oh, we should. To we should totally you. go out there. Well, are you 30 yet? I'm like six. <laughs> but that's right. that's my problem with with like I tried to play the division. I'm like, this is turning into another job. Like, there's a lot of responsibility and a lot of uh, stuff that comes along with having to play a game like that you have to get a bunch of friends together mm. you have to go <laughs> on missions and shit and try to achieve stuff and i'm like i don't play want this. a game no but it's but but it's it's more than just playing a game right it's it's more than just sitting down and like and like you said just turning off the rest of the world and just immersing yourself in this like you have you are your friends are there you're going to talk and it's a different experience and so i i, I sympathize with that i sympathize with your um not wanting to watch tv because i'm getting really burned out mm. on yeah a lot there's some great shows, don't get me wrong, um, and there's still some really great TV happening out there, but even the stuff that I really look forward to, like, uh, we had the, uh, sorry to mention it, but the uh, the rival zombie show, um, the season finale Walking Dead on mm-hmm. our DVR last night, and my wife was like, do you want to watch it? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's, I know what's going to happen. They're going to, maybe there's some hope, but then eventually they're just going to all fucking wind up in a horrible situation. And Zombies. Like, I've seen it before. It happens every season finale. 
this is the fifth one or sixth one, seventh one. What, what the hell season are they in? Six. That's what happens when there's, you're watching a show that's not about anything, which is why I stopped watching The Walking Dead three or four years ago. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's what you have. For the record, I think that's what's happening anytime you're not watching a BBC show. Because every American show will continue to happen and happen and happen yes, and happen until no one's watching. But this and conflicts with me because I I grew up watching like like my biggest influence was like Ricky Gervais's and Steve Merchant's The Office. Sure. I mean, you got something like 12, 13, 14 eps done. The whole thing's just put to bed. Luther's the same thing. You love Luther. Yeah, it's great, right? And But then Doesn't as an actor, yeah. I want... 22 episodes of iZombie for 10 years. Of course. <laughs> I want, I want, I want, I want that you want the bang movie. Money. You want, yeah, no, yeah, that so makes it conflicts sense. with, again, so that's why, like, when we talk about consuming, like, it, your profession and what you enjoy, they can be disjointed because as a, as a viewer, I don't really want to see 22 episodes, 10 seasons of a show. As a as an actor, I, I definitely want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it depends on the show, obviously. I, I vacillate, I go back and forth. If it's Law and Order, I want that show to continue forever. But it that's will. different, right? And I know it will. Because that's <laughs> like, there's a comforting level to the familiarity. Law, but Law and Order was rarely about like what Stabler's family is doing. There was like a little bit of it, but you. I, what I loved about Law and Order is you could jump around on the Netflix every oh, one yeah, of them. I'm still watching it. doesn't it. matter. Whereas like watching Walking Dead, you're going to jump ahead and see, oh, well, that guy's dead. What would happen there? And da, da, da. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely not like a main story happening throughout the entire season of any of the seasons, any of the 20 some odd seasons of any of the um, Law and Orders. But there, I mean, for that, I'm like, that. that is exactly the experience I'm talking about. When I watch Law and Order, I'm like, I'm, I'm tuning into Law and Order to just shut out, for the, shut myself off from the rest of the world. I just want to watch this. And more often than not, I'm actually not watching it. It's just noise. And I've got my iPad in front of me and I'm mm. Googling what the hell else. I don't know. Something completely different on IMDb. It sort of seems like, and I, I do enjoy The Walking Dead. I loved what I've seen. Um, I just haven't caught up. But right. it does seem like it's kind of turning into CSI in that respect where it's 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 not procedural in that respect but in mm-hmm. terms of like uh just it going on forever yeah and then having spin-offs in different cities yeah and i think based people, around yeah. the same kind of idea fear the walking dead was a missed opportunity definitely should have been so fear the walking dead la and then season two season two should have been fear the walking dead chicago and it should yeah. all start from as the outbreak starts to happen or not even that just different time frames any just, i feel like it should have just been contained stories well, they got the, they got the one on the the airplane we finally got oh my the conclusion God. to that last night. The Dude, big, the big, so, the big reveal. What happened? I didn't see it. You didn't see that part. No, it just ruined it for me. Oh care. no, it wasn't. I mean, they they, they show the plane like going down, and then it cuts the fear of the uh, fear of the Walking Dead when um, Nick, the character, is like he looks up and he sees a plane in the sky. And I think that was pretty much the only time. I could be wrong. The show for people? No, 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 He's spoiling an online commercial show that would play that every week we'd get thirty more seconds, and it was. Freaking garbage! TV's it was the, the worst. Like, worst. It was like on, production. You go online and see the whole thing. Now, it was I the think. worst production value I've ever seen. It I couldn't, really couldn't believe that I Walking looked, Dead had that. I thought it looked cool. I just didn't. I just think that's not a great way to tell a story like The Walking Dead, like in fifteen second snippets every other week. Because sometimes they miss a week, and sometimes you know. I remember the first. Like, it's night hard to get emotionally involved when they debuted like, it in week. the original Fear the Walking Dead. Right? Is that how long it's been going? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I when the first one went up, I was like, oh. That's a cool idea, and I went on to YouTube expecting the rest to be there, yeah. and it wasn't. And I was like, "Fuck this! This is a terrible." Yeah, idea. no. And so one of the characters, I don't know which one. I think it's the Asian girl is yeah. going to be in for The Walking Dead now. I it's thought the like, plane just crashed. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it didn't them, crash. You just see it. Oh, oh it geez. may have landed. She was actually kind of cool. Yeah, when she was up to. Yeah, you don't watch TV. We don't know what's going on. Y'all a bunch no. of nerds. What I was going to say, y'all got that nerd. So wait, what I was going to say, hold on. What I was going to say about what Raul was saying is, I think more, if more people were honest, they'd come to the same admission. I bet you there are a lot of actors at the Academy Awards every year that don't watch fucking shit. And I don't. And I don't. Oh, there's I don't, a lot of actors that don't even watch their own movies. I don't blame them because it's like it, it's the way I feel about games. It's like. 
we do this every day and so i don't want to live this in, in this world oh. all the time like at all like i am not even remotely interested in living in the gaming world all day so it's it's i think it's totally healthy for an actor to not necessarily die you know consume that i think it's healthy for someone in the gaming space to like i like to read and and play music and listen to music and just go fuck off you know yeah. and i'm with, I'm with you on that one yeah I so worked, i think that's healthy one of my favorite jobs ever was i was i think i was 17 i worked at the uk version of gamestop and it was like, you know, you could take games home. All we did was talk about games and sell them and play them. <clears throat> Last thing I wanted to do when I went home was play games. Yeah. It kind of killed that mm -hmm. for me. Um, and that's why I didn't take that job at that strip club as a barman. <laughs> <laughs> when anything becomes work, you, I just, you, just, lose, you yeah. just lose that's interest. Why I never in, yeah. I think no, it's, important to, it's <laughs> important to diversify. Yeah, it's hard too. I mean, even with me, like I love internet videos so much. It's like, when's the last time I've watched something? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm too busy making it, and it's just like then the last when I get home, like I don't want to watch see, other that's, people's that's, shit. It's actually weird. I've had the opposite, right? It's like the slow draw back to internet videos for me has been doing this and then watching, like taking podcasts that are now internet videos. Like you know how obviously groups like us do video podcasts, and you'll listen to them on iTunes. Now I've been actually going home, stopping it there, and starting it on YouTube, which is trippy for me. I've never actually done this before, but I'm like, I want to keep. I don't want to turn the TV on anymore to get that traditional experience that i've had my entire life i want to keep hearing what these guys have to say about the next conor mcgregor fight there boom there it is right and i just sit there and watch and then i feel kind of weird my wife will come home and i'll be like i gotta switch it back over to the golden girls or something so she doesn't think i'm weird for watching youtube for like two hours <laughs> i got a lot of weird shit going over here and i do like the golden girls still don't fucking judge me no but, but the golden beard. girls is awesome but as i said like, i don't want to talk about the golden me, girls so i'm gonna I, I do you. that I don't know. Because Whatever. the Golden Girls is classic. You do, you how dick. dare you? The Golden Girls is like one of the great shows of like in terms of right from a writing perspective of all time. A lot it of people is. that wrote on that show went on to write some major shows. Yeah, it's I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before. We, we must have, but mm. I, you know, Golden Girls. I know it's a thing. Never watched it growing up. Just you know, I think the time. Uh, the eras was a little off there. So my first real introduction to the Golden Girls was when for was it your wife's birthday? No, it was Christmas. I think. Oh, it was my wife's birthday. That's yeah. right, because she's she's her birthday for Christmas. <laughs> so for your Sorry. wife's birthday, you you brought her and me and uh, mm -hmm. and Alexis was it? Alexis and I think uh, Eric and Jen came yeah. as well. It was and Migs came. I think we went to I a, took a big group out to the Castro where they do every year a um they do they pick one two episodes of the Golden Girls and they do a stage play of it, but it's all guys. So it's like oh, drag queens as yeah the, as the, Golden, the Golden Girls. girls. Yeah. Doing the the just two episodes and it was fucking fantastic. It's genius. Golden Girls is awesome. Yeah, genius. it's just like never seen it. Oh, dude, Get see, the fuck I'm out. right there with you. You should come next this year. This is why you're acting Christmas. is subpar. But I've played <laughs> Nino Cooney, so <laughs> swings and roundabouts. See, that's the weird thing for me. I guess not weird, but we've talked about it before. Is like video games are my preferred entertainment source <laughs> as well, right? And. I think it's what Colin talks to all the time is the fact that you only have so many hours in a day to do whatever you want to do. And so it'll be that I watch what's on the DVR while I cook or eat. But as soon as I'm done cooking or eating, it's like I turn it off. Or I pause it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why it takes me like days to get through one episode of a show mm -hmm. because I don't have that investment. I'd rather go invest that in the division or in yeah, Enter the Gungeon or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Last night we watched um, Greg and I made dinner together. I Pizza. Here. Yeah. I saw the post. Pizza, You're a true, and, uh, true friend. I love you. <laughs> we watched the Justice League versus Teen Titans, and you were getting a little antsy. I was. It was a long movie, and there it definitely dips. <laughs> There's definitely some dips <laughs> in it. Where I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. but it was I still played, fun. I just drank more. I played it's more fun. video games last night than I have in. You're a monster. I don't even remember how long. Where yeah. I, I just played like just a little bit of everything because like because of my internet situation it was kind of a nightmare. Because your so internet is bad. While I was downloading, it is not just the PSN's fault. It's admittedly bad. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. whatever. 
Um, that sucks as well. The too, firmware but. isn't the problem. It's your internet. So um, I played Kingdom Hearts, the uh, the mobile game that just randomly came out, which yeah. is awesome. The um, I played through the Final Fantasy 15, the, the demo, the platinum demo, platinum which is demo. absolutely horrible. Played Carbuncle. a bit of um, of Star Fox because we got that, and then I played uh, Ratchet and Clank. So it's like, I was like, holy shit! I spent about six hours total playing games. I'm like, this feels good. Wait, so the Final Fantasy 15 demo is not good, dude? It's so bad. I can't believe it. It's <laughs> we'll talk about that on Gamescast. That's the best thing for another time. But do you at least get to ride one of those chocobos? No, absolutely not. No, it's just not? a dream. You can do anything of substance in the demo. It's man, I want to ride those big chickens. I really wanted to play the demo. I was got it, dude. The demo's bad. The the game. I'm so stoked for the game. I think the game's gonna be great. Yeah, the, you hosted something. We both did. Yeah, we both did the uncover. Oh, event. Yeah, no, we did that. And the and, and and that's my problem is everything they showed. I was like, fuck yeah, man. I'm. I'm sold for the 10th time on this game. Like, I I can't wait for this. Can't wait to get home and play the demo. And I played it. I'm like, oh, God, this is bad. Like, it's really, it's just that a kind of makes me feel good. It's a I, I couldn't get to it. So, yeah, you, no, 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 you still got to play it because you want Carbuncle in the game. No. Nah, you can name him Portillo. I named mine Portillo. Damn right. Give me five. Yeah, there it is. There you go. Love but uh, it's best it's, friends. I think I beat it in 28 minutes. I got that. So oh, it's geez. short. It's, it's, there's not much there at all. You know, I was going to say something earlier about, like, Multiplayer, I think I, when I shat on it a little bit, like one of the biggest positives that came out for me with, with multiplayer was because we film and I, obviously my whole family are in London, mm-hmm. FaceTime calls, right? Sure. They kind of changed everything for people who travel and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like people who want to see their families. Gaming has become my new FaceTime. Uh, being away from friends and family, my girlfriend especially, we, we, we will schedule a time during the week where we play either Battlefront or something, just anything really together while talking and it's just completely it, it it it's closed the distance between us and that's been amazing like one of the positives to come out of new generation stuff is just how easy it's been to just sit like to game with sure. someone when when i'm five thousand miles away mm-hmm. and that's been a huge huge positive of, yeah. of that and At, yeah we love it as they've shoehorned it into stuff it's it is that oh god this yeah. is a multiplayer this, this is always online da, da. but when it's that thing that works you know what i mean like yeah, right now yeah. the division works for me and fran i'm talking to fran as a friend for the first time in my life like fran's always been a friend you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like this is the first time where I'm like caught up on friends daily life and we're talking. And then we went to a bachelor party together and was like, Oh yeah, it was like, we picked up where we left off, even though we left off two days ago kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I, I love you, Fran, but I like who's playing on charts. Jesus, man. Player. Boy boner. <laughs> that was, that feels shooting, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Mm. Mm. Some people are playing multi uncharted multiplayer somewhere. Colin, Colin's out there. No, Colin would never you like the last of us multiplayer. Is that what it is? I, like, I love the last of us yeah, okay. multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. But that was just for trophies. No, right? I did that for trophies, but I ended up liking it. I played it for like 45 hours. Yeah. I loved red dead's one. Mm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Get everybody together, ride horses. Yeah, we were. I remember. I just remember wild fever food. Like I've got the weirdest plant name stuck in my head from when we had to get every plant. <laughs> Me and my boy Aaron did everything that we had to do. Every hunting exercise. Yeah, that was my favorite. So is it weird now being this this gamer who still just wants to play games, but you're this famous guy who has to go up to Vancouver and split your life, and you're doing this, and you're torn away from your family. Oh, I'm not remotely famous. You're famous. No, you're on not the CW. The Are you kidding like... me? You're gonna make that Tom Welling money. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's no, it's kind of. It, um, maybe I'm just I just don't overthink it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, it's all just happened in, in quite a big rush. You know, I was literally living at my parents' house till I was 28, um, and I just everywhere I was becoming that kind of not to my family but to other extended family. So um, that joke, you know. Sure. He's still trying to act. And he's making like 200 pounds a month. 
But I was always quietly confident. I don't know why. I just always felt like, yeah, it's going to blow up. It's going to happen. It's going to be a whirlwind. And then it did. And then within a few months, I met Mike Tyson and he was giving me punching advice at Comic-Con. And I was like, nice. Yeah. I should have freaked out. But for some reason, everything, like, I no, don't know, it's just such right. a weird ride that I was like, all right, well, that's happening now. <laughs> and, just, and, then, and then I met you and, and like, and I watch you guys, I used to watch you and Colin so much like on IGN and stuff when you guys like, it's, it's all just been I don't know. It, like even sitting here now, I just rather than overthink it, I'm just like, yeah, well, this is this is the deal. It's awesome. Life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awesome. It's great. And 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 I I I spent 28 years with my friends and family. I spent 28 mm. years in London. It's time to get away from. Yeah, it. it's yeah. time to just branch out and and see what everyone else has to offer. So then, catch me up. How does that happen? You're 28. You're in London. Mm-hmm. You're in this shit bag. Mm-hmm. Your parents hate you. Family hates you. <laughs> Nothing's yep. going right. So it, did you just send in an audition for iZombie? Or, I mean... No, it all started because of um, 24. So they were shooting in London. I think oh. John Boyega was on that one. Mm. And I went up for a casting. And I always shit talk this casting. It was awful. Like, I didn't get my, my, my audition, my sides, till I was outside the casting person's house. So they apologized for the mistake, but then were dickheads to me when I was reading for it. So I came out of this audition flustered and angry. Like, I can't be doing this anymore. They treat us so badly. Like, I I, I don't know how much I've got left. I called my agent. He was like, well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks, agent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we got this thing called iZombie for you. And this was a Friday, and I was so angry with just that. I went, I almost took it out on iZombie. And I, I worked so hard that weekend on this audition for like literally just out of aggression and frustration. Monday, I went into an office and they put me on tape and sent it to LA. And then by Friday, I, they cast me as, as the part. It just literally happened in a week. I remember sitting, I was playing FIFA <laughs> and I had to turn the phone upside down because I kept thinking every flash on the screen was my, you know, someone calling to say I got it. Sure, I, was, sure, I sure. was in the running for it. And eventually, yeah, it literally all happened in one week. And then that was it. So that was a good week. <laughs> it was a great week. So then, so you get cast for that. Then you said you did the pilot, right? Yeah. And then, so the series hadn't been picked up at that no. point. You were just going to do a pilot. And yeah. And I'd never done a pilot before. And I didn't realize how many pilots get rejected. Mm. I didn't know like six get made, seven get made per network and two get picked up. And yeah. So you got the job and immediately like started calling your family. You're like, fuck, fuck you, you, uncle. Are. I knew this was <laughs> going to be immediately go to the Lamborghini dealership. <laughs> yeah, and had no idea. Like, oh no, this could just all. I could have just done the pilot, and that would have been. That would have been so, it. how far? Walk me through this, then. How far between the pilot and then the series being picked up? So, we shot the pilot in March, and the series. And you flew to Vancouver for that. I flew to Vancouver, okay. yeah, and then I flew back home, and then May was the announcement. That's not oh, that wow. bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, and but we go through this all the time. We're still going through it. Mm-hmm. We we don't. We, I thought once you get on TV and like, unless you're uh, the flash, they're cool. Right? They know they're going to keep going because they're great viewership, great ratings. They're doing a great job. Whereas with us, while the show's been received really well, we still are on the fringes of the ratings kind mm-hmm. of thing and the mm-hmm. way that works. So even now after two, three years and I'm still trying to buy that Lamborghini. Yeah. Get that Lambo. We're all waiting like, Oh, did we get our season pickup? And yeah. so we're still going through the same roller coaster that we had at the pilot. Mm-hmm. Does it still work the same way? Like, Cause I know that, prior to sort of the internet and Netflix and all that stuff, people would always say like, you have to hit it. What is it? Three seasons to get picked up for syndication. And that was a hundred episodes. Wasn't it? It was a hundred. I think that's been reduced. Oh really? I think someone said, man, don't quote me on it. I think someone said it's now 60 for okay. syndication. So I lowered the bar. Is that, 
still sort of a goal? Like, is that a yeah. great goal for you to have? Like, look, as long as we can get to that, like, at least I know my career can, can, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's this weird, like, everyone has this weird way of looking at it that, and I don't really understand the ins and outs of it, but once you get to a certain point, it actually makes more financial sense to invest in another season to keep going. just to keep the syndication yeah. going. And we just got confirmed for season three. But again, yeah. I mean, thank you. Guys. One thank more step you. to the Lambo. Nice. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, will it be a yellow Lambo or a purple Lambo? It's going to be Lambo? the one that Bale had in Dark Knight. Oh, that oh was wow. a dope-ass Lambo. Nice. Dark Why not? Why the not? closest to the Batmobile you can buy. Like, you, you think so? You could buy yeah. the Tumblr, actually. I bet. I'm well, you gonna, could buy any of them. Got, like, I, I don't Lambo want the money. new one. <laughs> <laughs> that shoots people. Sorry, Shots fired. Literally. Literally. But that's exciting, though. So, And then it's just been... How what is what is a normal week for you like? Because you live in Vancouver currently, mm-hmm. right? And, and then once you're on hiatus, you go back to London. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what? How many days are you on set for this? I mean, or it, does it just vary? It all depends. Um. Because we, we obviously have our studio, and that has like f- three or four loca- uh, locations that mm-hmm. we use the most. If an episode means that the minute I'm outside, that just becomes an extra day on your week. So the minute my character's seen. At a crime scene, I know that's okay. Well, that's a day, and mm-hmm. then if he happens to go somewhere else, like a, sh- a coffee shop, oh, that's two days. Right. So it can just turn into. If I'm just in the morgue, I'll be on set maybe two days, three days. That's it, and I'm out. And then the rest of the time you spend, and what I imagine they get, they got all of the CW people a giant building, and you guys all just hang out with each other, and you're you all best friends. That'd be a reality show. All best friends. The pilot's great because the pilot, everyone goes to this fancy hotel that I. And the first day I got there, I opened the door for Harrison Ford. Oh, that's fun. And I nearly, like, <laughs> I literally shit myself. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. And they, they, they had this bougie hotel. But the minute you're picked up for a season, you go find your own place. Yeah. And pay your rent. So we all good. dotted around and like, we all, yeah, we're all really? taken Really? That fucking over. sucks. No, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a normal, it's a job. Oh, they'll though. compensate you for it, but you, <laughs> well, yeah, you, you just paid. don't get the hotel anymore. That's mm. all. They, yeah, but we all live, like, it's kind of a funny place, Vancouver, because like, you we're all downtown, so you'll just see sort of Grant chilling somewhere, or you'll bump in, you go to a, a, a drinks in the nighttime, and you'll see someone from Supernatural. Like this, everyone's out. There's like twenty shows. The, the, the CW Cinematic Universe. Yeah, just yeah, they're all just right there. But also, we One had Tree Hills chilling somewhere. We had um, <laughs> retirement um, home. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's on our show, One Tree Hill. Well, yeah, what, the, Buckley. some of them. Buckley, he played Clay. That's awesome. Did you not know? Oh, no, well, yeah. I don't. I, I'm not we have too we have some One Tree Hill people from from Hell, there, but um, yeah. But we also One have Tree like my, we had Minority Report out there. We like it's not just uh, the CW. I think uh, no, everything. Like, I mean, everything everything shoots shoot yeah. 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 Um, that's crazy. So how how many months out of the year are you there then? Um, depends on the episodes. This season two, we were there for eight months. Okay, so yeah. it's a sizable place. So you basically live there, and then pretty you... much, yeah. And then we all, I, I couldn't like the weather in Vancouver. I couldn't just go straight back to London. Because I was just trading the same weather for the same. So I yeah. came to LA and just chilled out there for. A How bit. do you like LA versus London versus Vancouver? Or you don't have to answer that question. I don't like LA. Really? A lot of people don't. I, if you're chance like, a lot of people don't. As soon as I drove into San Fran, this I, I felt at home. It has such a European vibe here. The weather's same weather though. The weather, yeah. the weather's <laughs> there's just a, a, a real nice culture here, and 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 everything just looks great. And Vancouver's identical to that this this also feels like vancouver mm-hmm. i mean it, it just does except yeah. the whole, whole up the hills. down hills and yeah. stuff but yeah um whereas la is completely different and everything's spaced out and and yeah. being someone who walks everywhere in london knowing that i you know just to go to a starbucks some people have to get into cars it's just it's, it's <laughs> yeah, just no shit about that we, we were down there doing some stuff when they were at the final fantasy event we stayed an extra day to do some other stuff um 
And I'm like, I'm going to go for a walk for Starbucks. And there was a Starbucks a block and a half away from me. And there was one about, I think it was eight blocks down. And I'm like, I'm going to be the better man here. I'm going to do the eight blocks down. But blocks in LA are not city yeah, blocks. Not the same blocks. It was a mile and a half. Yeah. I'm like, am I still, fu-? I actually thought about calling an Uber <laughs> to just get me there and then wait for me and then bring me back. But I, I soldiered on. I made it. You guys will be happy to know I got my Starbucks. I'm glad. I'm, I was worried about it. You actually getting it. But yeah, and that's that's a thing because every time I go down there, it's it's nice to visit. Yeah, but living in LA. But there are some great places. I know. Um, like my buddy lives in Santa Monica, mm. and just that little pocket, that area is just you just got to know where to be. And because I'm an idiot, I I always <laughs> stay in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. Chaos. Right next to like the main place. Yeah. And so it's always a little bit of a sensory attack and. Um, but yeah, a bunch of people dressed as Elmo and Buzz Lightyear yeah, out there trying to stopping me with Spider-Man costumes. <laughs> like, yeah, but um, but it's you know the weather's a great trade-off. I mean, sure. they have incredible yeah. weather, and they bitch when they have one day of clouds. I want to be that guy. We bitch here when it gets too hot. It's too guy. hot the last couple. It's days. too hot right now. It's you fine. Now. No, no, it got hot. It got hot outside. It's too hot, dude. Yeah, yeah. no, it was like record highs in SF. But he's saying today it's too hot. Today's fine. Today's great. Yeah, when I was looking for, I was on my pilgrimage looking for relish. It was too hot. Too hot. What's Grant and Gustin like? Is he cool? He seems like he's really cool. He question. likes his dogs. He's I like a, a dog. He really is like, he, since the day I met him, he's the sweetest dude. He really is like, I, I, I you can, they say you shouldn't meet your heroes. Sure. Anyone who's a fan of the Flash should meet Grant. Should meet him. He's the best. Okay, cool. He really is. Who sucks? Who from the CW sucks and you hate? Sucks in CW. Oh, <laughs> David Anders. Everyone, everyone, everyone's just so sweet. It really is. Um, yeah, I have nothing. So now you're uh, you're a go with the flow guy. Mm. So is for you, if, and I'm not saying it's gonna happen. Mm. If I Zombie went away, mm-hmm. what would the plan be? Would you come? Would you go to L.A.? Would you go to New York? Would you try to do video game VO stuff? What, I mean, I'd go to L.A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I just want to be on screen. Is like, this one of those things? Like now you have a foothold, right? Like now, yeah, you have like I'm, a, a I'm sure body now, of work. Yeah, I'm sure now. I I I a move to L.A. and and going around the circuit would be you know. A different, a, a different experience. Different experience. Yeah. If I was just going out for pilots. Well, are you still? Do you still audition for stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, you're uh, still actively auditioning, even as you're shooting. Yeah, because we always get this massive period in between. Right. Filming. It's about. It's not massive. I mean, you get three three months. Four but it's months. enough to do a, a movie or something like that. Yeah. If you people tried to. to squeeze one in and yeah. and stuff. But um. You want coffee or water? Kevin's going on a run. I'll do water if that's cool. Sure. Thank you, buddy. Um. Yeah. Um. But I went for some meetings for some some cool stuff. Some cool stuff. Tell us all about it. Well, my dreams to be in Star Wars is the reason I. Please tell me you auditioned for Star Wars. Well, I went. I, I've been trying to. I went for a meeting just to meet the the folks and, awesome. and just say hi. But it's films in. It, it doesn't well, work for our hiatus period. But it's not going to stop. They're going to keep making them, so you can oh, keep exactly. doing that. Yeah, so, yeah. Just the know. Rogue One trailer just dropped yeah. yesterday. What did you think of that? I loved it. More Amazing, than the right? Force Awakens trailer. Yeah, mm. that's too. It really, no, it really no, 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 no. Well, okay. Well, because I've had More the Force Awakens. More than the Awakens. trailer? Are you kidding me? Dead serious. No way. I didn't want to see old Har- uh, Han Solo. Oh my god. I, that, I love this era that they're I dealing love with. this trailer. For the Rogue One trailer is amazing, but the trailer for Force Awakens. Okay, but think of it no this way: that. we have had seven films. Yeah, we've had seven films, and we all fell in love with A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Jedi. And we haven't had anything that's dealt with that era since the 80s. So, like, when we got the prequels, we were dealing with droids, the droid army, the Trade Federation, all of that. Watto, exactly. And then with The Force Awakens, we've moved away from that style, obviously, because it's much, much later. Whereas this 
is the first legit re-entry back into that world, back into that time where we could have realistically Boba Fett in it, or we could have we have Grand Moff Tarkin and Vader and stuff like they can do the most awesome cameos right at that time period. But episode seven was the first time moving past it. That dude, that if you're comparing the trailers, there's no question to me. And I think I think both those trailers are like ten out of tens. But that ten is worth so much more than this ten. Well, the hype train obviously was built for like was was at all time high for the episode seven trailer. This I hear I feel what you're uh, saying though because it's it's it is for my childhood like it's like going back and revisiting my childhood. Yeah. Did you cry, Nick? Did you cry? I yesterday? did not. You're right. I did not cry. You cried during the I cried episode seven trailer. Multiple oh, to- like, like multiple viewings of it. You I cried during the movie. <laughs> yeah. Truth I, be told, but I've I cried during the Man of Steel trailer. But that's because that still is cry an amazing, trailer. fantastic trailer. I don't crying in trailers for it's me because isn't you, a bench because I I find like trailers are, evoke that anyway. It's the main goal is to try exactly. to deceive you to but get you. But to, the Rogue One didn't do it. I, and I liked it for that. Oh, and also, man. like thing is, Empire is my favorite film of all time. Seeing her like that shot where she was yeah, in the, the tunnel so of light, beautiful. And there was lit. a shot of a back to tank with with the Emperor's royal guards mm-hmm. there. These are. That Star Wars to me way more than seeing old Harrison Ford. For some reason, that was just I was really aware of. No, I feel you of the films, Force Awakens, like it being this movie a sequel for Disney. Whereas with Rogue One, I, I don't know. There's something it felt alive. It felt like I was seeing a snapshot of that time it's, period. Again, yeah, exactly. And a, a parallel story right from there, ripped out from from that era. So I don't know. I mean, I'm fucking. It's amazing. I cannot wait. Yeah, there's we something special about such all a good that. time right that. now. This is great. So we need to basically what you're telling us is start a campaign to get you in the next Star Wars. Everyone, we can do. Everybody that. tweeted George. I don't know who tweeted. Who tweeted? <laughs> Probably Kathleen just Kennedy. Tweeted, I would imagine. Does she have a Twitter? I don't know if Kathleen Kennedy has. I'm sure she does. We're gonna look into all it. this, and if anybody has a Twitter, we'll put it here with a message Maybe to we tweet. Should, we should like go for an actor in Star Wars that isn't massive. Boy, we'll see the tweet. Boyega is massive. It has to be like the no, guy he'll, who but we're. I'm verified. We can make it happen. That's we can true. make him see Thanks, it Kevin. for sure. Thank you, buddy. Cheers. Oh, no worries. We're also trying to get Dave Fenoy in Walking Dead. Is he Kevin? Yeah, cream. cream yes, bring the cream in. Yeah, Kev, have some fun, will you? It's a show. That's that's fun. Though. I mean, that, that's that, I think anyone who's ever dreamt of doing anything in TV or film, even you know, on screen or off screen, is as like Star Wars is the golden goose. Star oh, yeah, Wars is like was. if you could just be a part of a Star Wars film. And the the the, the great thing for me is like I've always wanted to you know write and direct uh, films, and it kind of sucks because now that's I what, love thanks, this Kevin. show. I love can this I get, show. Um, can I see the dessert menu? Thank you. Um, <laughs> But now it kind of sucks because now there's no time limit for it. You know, like the, the concept of being a writer, you're always sort of putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And now I can put no, it off okay. indefinitely because Star Wars will be oh. forever. It's forever. We yeah, it's just going to keep now. going and going and going. And- yeah, it'll be. I mean, that's why it was imperative for me to try to get in the Man in the High Castle now, because as an extra, because who knows yes. how long oh, it's going to last. Not you very long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I might will. be able to. I want. Uh, we were talking to. I think his name is Lee Sh- Shorten, who's like one of the guy, one of the Japanese Imperial guys on there, and we were. Uh, I think Greg Asim, like. No. So to bring, give you context for this okay. Colin w- Colin was on the the hype train early he was he was he actually he is the locomotive for the for man in high castle time everybody watch everybody watch everybody watch everybody watch it and finally yeah this actor tweeted in response to one of our fans and then looked through it and saw that how many times Colin had recommended it and oh. then tweeted a Colin thanking him for recommending it and then Colin's like can I be an, can I just be an extra in the show one of the Nazis or whatever and the guy's like I don't know if I have that much power but I'll try well, it's gotta you know it's shot in in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Canada. all There's of our planes. crew had uh, when they finished doing Eyes Zombie season one, shot Man in the Castle and the casting. I can, can 
We got to make this happen. We should. I, I want. I want to just. I would prefer not to be a Nazi, but I'll be a Nazi. No, if I Nazi have to. or nothing. <laughs> I feel like I, I want to be like part of the resistance. But if I can be, Colin, I got to be honest. There's like only three I, sides, and I can't be a Japanese person. Yeah, unfortunately. No, unfortunately not. So I feel like, unfortunately, for some reason, the Nazi just feels right. It well, they, they, right. they, a lot of the show does take place on Long Island, and that's Nazi occupied. So I enjoyed. There was a tweet today too that uh, oh Nick should be a cadaver on your show. And I like that oh, as well. Be a cadaver. Be a cadaver. Just pull it out. It's dead sleeping. It's just lying on the table for eight hours <laughs> totally while we fine. spit over you because we enunciate. That's totally cool. Fine. Play to the back totally of the room. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do I, can I be naked? It has to be dong fully erect. Perfect. But we can't show the dong, but we need to see the dong. Oh, I will. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I will. Let me just let me put this out of you. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to succeed. Perfect. Whatever you're going to go far, Nick. Whatever it takes, Tim. And I'm gonna right. I'm gonna ratchet up for Man in the High Castle. I need a speaking part. Oh damn! For, oh, for now he's seasons. getting now he's getting bold, and I like it when Colin gets bold. I like it when he rubs his mustache like <laughs> a speaking part. Yeah, that's asking a lot. Yeah, I need a line. You, what you need to do is get yourself on the show as an extra and have so much presence that the, whoever's directing that episode decides to give you a speaking. Line. Yes, open group at Fuhrer or whatever they whatever that fucking it's crazy gotta be guy better did. than that. It's got to be better. I got. Than that. I'll work on it. Work on it. Ask him for some pointers. He's been acting since he was four. I have no interest in acting or voice acting at all, but like when there's certain shows, like if Jericho came back, I'd be like, I gotta be on Jericho. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for literally 20, 20% of the traffic that show gets on Netflix. <laughs> I'm gonna true. be on fucking Jericho. True. And then I'm be like, you're probably right. Well, I don't know that show's ever gonna come back, but. No, the, the window of that coming back passed about you six never know. years ago. You never know, though. They brought 24 back after like 18 years. Skeet Orks. I mean, he, needs, he needs work. But the other guy uh, um, is on Walking Dead. Yeah, um, Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah. What, I never I remember his real name. name. Also, I found out one of these. British folks who hides it. I didn't know that. Somebody said that. I was like, oh. I didn't I know Maggie was British. Yeah, Everyone's Andrew Lincoln. British. We were having this conversation. Everyone's British. It's Dude, amazing. Conway in the, the, in the, ho- in the, the House of Cards in House of Cards is like Swedish. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He's a RoboCop. Oh, he? yeah. He, yeah, he's a Swedish actor. Yeah, and yeah. he's playing the Republican nominee for president. So yeah, funny. My, my wife uh, loves the, the British accent, and when she found out that Andrew Lincoln was British, she was just like, uh, he's the perfect human being. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you go fucking marry him then? Okay, why don't you leave me and you go marry him? You have the sex dreams about Andrew Lincoln when I'm sleeping right next to you. Not cool. Tim. Yes. What's your topic? So You're I'm good. having a bit of a dilemma here. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters throughout last month. That's where Kevin will insert that. You're having a dilemma. Tell me all about it. See, I'm having a dilemma here. So, I have a Prius C. It's an obnoxious blue. We've I like talked it. about this many times. So, here's the deal. I traveled to go to LA last week to go mm-hmm. do the Final Fantasy event with Greg. Come back. I was gone for maybe three or four days. I come back, and there is a bag of dog shit on my car. Mm-hmm. Where on your car? The, on the on the window on the front. So like window. where you leave a parking ticket. Yes, gotcha. Exactly. It, like, that's right where it is. And I'm just like, that's weird. It's a little bag of shit. So I just take it off, fling it off. And that's it. Two days later, it happens again. There's another bag of shit on my car, and I'm just like, at this point, I'm with my my housemate. I'm just like, dude, Colonel, Curran, my my best friend Curran, and uh, he's just like, what the hell? This is so weird. Now a little background on this. They own two dogs. Mm-hmm. So I live with two dogs. They're awesome dogs, and they, you know, they poop because that's what dogs do. So they they poop. They get put in these little bags, and then they throw the bags away. Mm-hmm. So they were having an issue where the property manager was coming around and taking their bags of dog poo and throwing it on their driveway because they would keep it in this little pile next to their garage. 
until garbage day when they'd bring the the garbage can over to put in the in the can because they're like you know visually they didn't want that even though it was like hidden behind the thing but the the property managers going around looking for all this shit right yeah it's pretty gross so they, they should probably get, they should got a little cane for it they they'd spread it across the the driveway now gross. so that when my friends would come back home their car would run over all the uh, dog shit as a way to kind of be like fuck you put the dog shit away did they did they get any verbal or written warnings before no. this okay no absolutely not that's how they learned like oh it's not okay to to do this little pile that no one sees. So they started just immediately throwing it away like a normal person would. And Can I ask another question? Yes. Are you sure it wasn't the, pro- the property? You're saying the property manager threw it in the driveway. Are we sure it's the property manager? We are absolutely sure. Thank you. Yes, we are sure because the na- these my friends complained to their neighbors and their neighbors like, oh, we had an issue before with our dogs and the property manager ended up talking to us about it. So sure. they do this. So I'm like, all right, whatever. It happens again. And I'm like, I don't have dogs. The dogs that I live with, there's no way to know that that car and those dogs are related at all. Because it's not like I have a designated spot. I park in like a guest parking spot. And I move every day because there's a whole bunch of different parking spots. And there's no way to to combine the two. And in addition to that, these dogs are now completely taken care of. Their poop is always thrown away perfectly. So it's like, I don't even know whose dog poop. These aren't even my friend's dog's poop bags. These are some other motherfucking dog's poop bags. I ain't into this. I ain't into this at all. Let me ask you a couple questions. So then I leave. Hold on, we're still going. <laughs> then I leave to go to Texas. I apologize. <laughs> I leave to go to Texas. We're there for a couple days, and I get a text from Curran. Colonel. Dude, there's three bags of dog shit on your car right now. And I'm like, well, <coughs> shit. Literally. So this is my dilemma. Nick, what's your question? I have a couple questions because mm-hmm. you you told me the story before and I immediately thought we need to do a sting operation. Yes. But before yes. we do that, we need to get into, we just need to hash all the details before we waste an entire evening. Mm-hmm. One, are you allowed to park in your guest parking? Yes. As a general rule. I am. So it's not someone who has animosity that you're taking up the guest parking nope. when you shouldn't be there. There is enough guest parking to go around for everybody. Number two. What do the bags look like? Are these generic bags? Does does Kern use these bags? They are. They, they, I mean, they're all generic bags. Is there differences? Oh, I don't yeah. know what bags oh yeah. You use. I used to use these lavender scented ones from the poop bag guy. Visually though, there's sometimes designs in the bags. Yours are just black bags. They're just little tiny black bags. They're the same ones that Kern does use. Okay. But like all the poop bags I've seen here are the same bags. Okay. 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 Do you have an offensive bumper sticker or registration no. plate? My car is absolutely. I mean, the colors. Offensive. Aside from the color, yeah, which it's, is it's a very, very loud offensive to you. <laughs> I have a. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Nothing. <laughs> that. So that's my now. All right. So you're talking about the sting operation. Like I need to figure this out because there's someone out to get me. Obviously. You did something you don't know. So, but but I I'm not the type somebody, of guy that does things. Somebody watched the How to Ruin Your Life game over Greggy show and they came up with this <laughs> they're, for you. They're there. What, what's funny about there's that is about the this. week that I did that, uh, my tires got slashed. Remember? And I'm no. like, well, this is a what? fucking thing. Yeah, my tires got slashed. Not in this place though. Actually, I don't know where. Dude, it happened. I just thought of something. So, um, my buddy Malcolm, he just bought a new doorbell that is censored, like it's movement censored, right? And it has a camera in it. So as someone's approaching his 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 property, he it goes straight to his phone, wherever he is. He could be in a different state. And it gives you a live feed there and then. And you can have a microphone and speak. And it was quite cheap. 
So you could have it and you could extend the um, the distance to 30 feet. Oh my God. So the minute someone's doing that, you would have live feed access and you could speak or you could run out of your apartment. I love this. Yeah, them. no, see, because that was the thing. Like we, we started talking about this and I'm like, what what's the battle plan? Like, what are we going to do to take these motherfuckers down? Is it a, 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 you had a theory when you initially proposed this before we said, stop, this is a topic. Mm-hmm. Is it only happening when you're out of town and your car's been parked for a, a long time? There's been one time that it happened when I wasn't traveling. Okay. And again, the long time is my car's been parked there for three days. Mm-hmm. Which, but that had three dog bags on it, right? Or no? Is that a different time? No, that was a different right. I apologize. I, I mean, the solution is simple. It's mutually assured destruction. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the, so nuke them. That so they, they leave a... So we do the sting operation. We find out we do who sting. this person is, but we do not confront them. See, I'm with Colin. Then you figure out who they are and then you follow them in some respect to their car. And then we shit you just it. shit on their car. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying you take, uh, it's, it's, it's a war of escalation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's shock and awe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As George W. Bush might yeah. call it. You, they leave little bags of dog shit on your car. You pull your pants down and shit directly on their hood. Right. Yeah. And, then they'll understand what's the psychopaths they're dealing with. I just yeah. pray they don't watch Game Over, Greggy. Yeah, <laughs> Put it and all now they're waiting together. for you to pop a now, spot on their drive. Now, on a, on a on a serious note, because that is not a real serious solution. My 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 thought is that it has something to do with using the guest parking spot. So because you are like you are not a guest, you live there, and whether they know that or not, they just assume that you're just always there, and that for some reason frustrates them. We've been in the situation, like we've seen parking even in our street where people will fucking occupy the same spots. Everyone gets fucking mad. They follow the fucking uh, street cleaner guy mm-hmm. around, just park their cars in the same spots over and over again. So these people might just be seeing your this car fucking being white, like, well, you the white truck that's out but, there. But also. so okay, that makes so, sense, I, and I, I feel like razor. I feel like that too. But the thing is, so the property managers they know that. Like, I am allowed to park in guest parking. I'm from not saying a, you're not allowed. But from but I'm saying, but from the top-down perspective of the property, I'm allowed to do that. Okay, so here's my question then. Yeah. D- I'm sorry, we continuing to go on your point? Well, just the, the, the other point based on this is I park in a different spot every night. It's not like I'm in the same spot. It's always a different spot. I'm not saying that, but they're just always seeing your car, and there's some curmudgeon there, and I know curmudgeons. All right? You are, cur- you are there's some There's some curmudgeon out there that's like, why is this motherfucker always here? But it's you like... Know, I'm telling you, there's fucking so crazy people. Shit him? There's crazy people dog out there. Shit him. The only other solution is what I think might be possible. I was already said is that you tempted fate with talking about how you can subtly fuck with someone's I life. I know. And there's two other solutions. Continue. That's it. That's it. I said end, but that's actually My, a period. Okay. <laughs> My, no, was, go ahead. My question is this. You... It's the same bag that Colonel uses. Mm-hmm. It's the same bag that's used all there. Do you think it's possible that the property manager does think that car is Colonel's car and that he is thus then finding other black bags around the property and assuming this is still those fucking people, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on Colonel's car? Maybe, you know, but the thing is, there's no way to track that that car and this, that the, they're related whatsoever. Well, I mean, you have to remember also people see you. But right, th- so they can no. see. You. I mean, that's my thing. No, no one like, sees him apparently. I, I'm aware of. I mean, I mean, you've seen the. the <laughs> Are you even here? Right the now? house I'm living at, like, so it's in. There's a gate. First off, yeah. So it's like. So it's it's an inside so it, job. It's an inside job. Someone in there is is doing this. Mm. Ooh, I've got an idea. Yeah. What you do is wait for it to happen again, and then smash your own fucking car up. Smash your windscreen and leave the dog shit there. Vandalize your car, then report <laughs> to the police, including the dog shit, and make it a federal matter. 
And then the person I fucking goes, like you. Just smash your car. So I'm, I'm into that. Like are smash cars federal matters? Well, it would, <laughs> it would be government. It would, it would be vandalism for one, and two, you can't do that now again because as we established about five minutes ago, we're on if there, we are, we we're, we're recording this and streaming it. To well, the wait, so I have a question. I mean, I, I'm assuming the, I know the answer to this, but is it illegal to put dog shit on someone's car? Probably not. I mean, it's. But it doesn't. It's th- littering. You, you like, can say it's littering. It's probably vandalism. No, but you have. We have this thing called like uh, antisocial behavior. I'm guessing you get an ASBO for it, and that's just an umbrella for anything they deem. It's 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 broad this enough. This is disturbing. Vague the piece. enough. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm it sure is. it's a crime to some degree. It's I don't a misdemeanor, know if it's, maybe. It's a misdemeanor. I mean, no one's gonna do it. The fact that it's shit. Like if it was garbage, that'd be one thing. But this is fecal matter. Well, it's harassment for one. Yeah, harassment. Nice. So it is. They're 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 doing something. You should. Have you been taking photos? You no. should be taking photos because what's inevitably going to happen is we're going to you're gonna take all the photos because inevitably three weeks from now we're going to do the st- stakeout and somebody's going to die. And I'm not saying it's them. It might be that I run up with my spear and fall on it and then we have to go to court. But you can have like this. Got Again, it. now, I do, now I, that you've said it, it's going to not be recorded. I do it. think that the, the first the first order of business before you decide how to proceed is you just have to find out who did it. Yeah. Who's doing it. And you yeah. have to get mo- you have to watch it for multiple nights. Mm-hmm. That's it, could th- be, it could be a, a nefarious Group of people. You think it's a team? Michael. Achievement Hunter. Oh, oh my god. fucking god <laughs> damn it, Michael. He's flying That'd out here. Amazing. He knows you're going to Austin, so he flies over here. But we now, saw him in Austin. My question is this then. Do you have do you, have you been taking notes? Do you have a timeline of events? Like you park your car at midnight and then you find the poop at six? Like I need that's what you gotta start doing too. I so need I mean, a journal. Because here's the thing. It happening the first two times was like, all right. Whatever, that's weird. Yeah, it, I hear you. This is this is weird. It wasn't until I was in Austin and then there's, there's now three bags of shit on your car when Mike, well, fuck. Maybe it's a message. I have to ask you a couple, two more questions like, before. Have you ever opened the bags? Yeah. Like, like it's morse. When you, <laughs> oh, like someone's just... been kidnapped, and the only way they, they only get out to take dog shit out. I don't know how that would work. Um, <laughs> I have to, I'm going to ask you two questions, and you need to consider these very heavy because Colin brought up Occam's razor, right? Which is, if I'm not mistaken, is the simplest solution tends to be the one, right? This is the simplest, simplest explanation. All things being equal, I heard it both ways. <laughs> Right. <laughs> in Riverside, this is how we talk. Yeah, this is how we saw in South California. Okay, and for our science people out there, it's way more complicated than that. But that's how the layman uses. This is how we do. This is what's it's on the back of the uh, gum wrapper. Have you asked Curran if he's doing this to you? There is, without a shadow of a doubt, no chance that because Curran is a very nice guy, but I yeah. can see him laughing his ass off no, about this. He he's not that dude. Like okay. that's the thing is he would, especially with me, because he knows the rules of escalation. He, he he's not the type to tempt me. Okay. And then my second question, this is a very important question. Have you made sure that Kevin's not doing this to you? No. See, that's my thing is I haven't had time because to really Kevin think was about pissed this. off when I told him he couldn't come to Austin with us, and this is a perfect way for him and to do that. And also when we first met, a bag of dog shit fell out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's that's the thing. It could be Kevin. Like Kevin out of all people is the most likely suspect because he Have you verified that it's dog shit? It might be Mr. Tom, Thomas, Thomas Janine. I don't know what's in it. There could, Thomas Janine. There could be gold in that shit. Like, I don't know, but I'm just gonna assume it's dog shit. Now I will I will give credit to the fact that I I don't think that it's always fresh dog shit because mm-hmm. my solution was to just throw it up I'm, I'm not gonna go find a garbage can like again <laughs> it's we're in a parking lot area and like there's not garbage cans around. Quick question for my own visualization. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining you're parking in this lot and then it's sidewalk and then it's grass and then it's the building. Like they could, they're it's, walking along the sidewalk with their dog and there's they see no your sidewalks. Car? There's no sidewalks because it's in like a complex thing. Mm-hmm. So it's there's just a bunch of. Spots that are next to each other, like vertically. Sure. And uh, it goes like 
there's they're all numbered spots. So it's like for this house, for this house, for this house, and then guest, 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 and then this house, this house, and then another two guests. Oh, so they're going out of their way to do it. Yeah. No, I mean it's like you're not parking in front of someone else's house. You are you then someone is going to your car. Yes. Oh, then I agree with Colin. You're parking in someone's spot or someone's taking offense to your car. But but I mean but he moves spots. That's the thing though. It's not I'm never in this. I'm telling you, I think it's totally that I know you have permission. No one's saying it's the property manager, no one's saying you don't have the legal right to do it. I'm saying someone doesn't like that you are parking. But only I mean, so guest parking. That's the thing, though, is what's interesting to me is that my car is never in one guest area often enough that I mean, any rational person person could get upset. Yeah, now, but there's I a lot of non- crazy yeah. people. But like the thing is, like the the guest spots, it's like like I said, it goes like there'll be like four spots and then like four registered car people and then another four guests and then ten registered car and then another four guests. Like and it goes down pretty far. And I park all over the place. So it's like, unless they're just really upset at my blue, I don't get it. You did something. Like, I, I, and I'm not saying you. I'm not no, saying you. It. I'm not saying you didn't do anything that is wrong mm-hmm. or anything that you anyone would even notice. Hate to tell you, you are not dealing with a rational person. Clearly, you did something. Yeah, and, I don't know what and, I could have done that. No, but it's, not, could, it's some, something you'd ever figure out. Someone's could have lost their family member to a blue Prius yeah. years ago and uh-huh. just has it out for blue Priuses. It brings back the memory. I mean, that would make sense. I feel like they're. I feel like just to kind of. Think, think outside the box here. Uh, if I were this person, I would be walking my dog at night. Mm-hmm. The dog would shit. Mm-hmm. I would put it in the bag, and then I would go. Would I go out of my way to find your car to put that on there? Right. I feel like we should start mapping out where you park. Yes, because we, need, we can triangulate that to we where need this person walks. Extensive research dog. and journals going yeah. on here. Right. Kevin's and got then, something to show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, let me. Just, we no. won't show the TV, but or the, the TV, the people. But let me see. I, it I, feels so personal, though. Tim doesn't invite really, me over. It's, it's so usually, either the car or the person. Yeah, and like you need a shit. Have you got a shit list? Yeah, no, I mean that's. Here, I, I should be of, good. There's plenty of coverage in the grass for people to come out and just throw shit and go back into the shrubbery. Yeah, but it's somebody well, on the this, it's somebody on this street. It's somebody like on this street for sure. Yeah. Have you started going through and knocking off the houses that have dogs? There's okay, so it's there's, like the game. There's a big game of guess who. There's not too many dogs like in the area of the complex. No, guess who? And again, I'm like I'm repping two of those dogs. All right. So here's what I think we should do. I like the idea of some sort of surveillance operation. I I wholeheartedly agree with Colin on the front part of his plan, where once we find out who it is, we shouldn't immediately spring out of the bushes. I want to so bad though. Which Please. Greg wants no, we can't. We have to. We have to develop a plan. It has to be a plan. Because time lapse one no because and here's why because doing it the first time doesn't prove they did it all the other times you got to have a second time you got to get them on camera at least twice to corroborate that they did it twice you need to start categorizing cataloging it right now start taking pictures preferably with a copy of today's newspaper right next to it so we know which <laughs> so we know which day is what like, and then like and then maybe on the third night. That's when we set up the speaker system now the speaker system is going to be elaborate mm. okay it needs to be surround sound at least seven point one and. <laughs> When the person does it for the third time, it needs to be fucking chaos. Oh, then DTS. Oh, my God. We need to come at that person and just traumatize them. Cops, pull, fake cops pulling up. Someone gets shot. Fake. Kevin runs shot. off and takes a shit right on there. On, on, right on there. I want to fling the shit at them at this point. 
Kevin, you're just like, like, fuck the car. Yeah. This is personal. Yeah. Dude, you have to I set up a time lapse. Yeah, I know. So you I've have been, to get I've been thinking about that. I like the what you're talking about, about the camera that turns on if there's oh, the motion. motion. Yeah. Because I've been having issues. I was thinking about a GoPro. They don't last that long. And it's just like, I'm not going to use my poor Prius C's car battery. Like, that doesn't sound like a good if you can, If you can find a camera that, that's activated by movement, just like what my buddy yeah. had, then anytime someone passes the car or gets within a certain proximity to it, you're going to get a snapshot of it. Yeah. I like that. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm down. I mean, it's just a matter of if you believe in, you know, turn the other cheek. Or you believe in? We do not believe. Or in you that. believe in like a sort of commiserate kind right, of parting like, them cheeks. When, I, when this first attack, <laughs> or if you believe in escalation, or you believe in escalation, I believe in escalation. When this first happened, I just assumed someone had the dog shit and they tried to fling it into the bush, and it just landed on my car. Mm-hmm. And if that were the case, a simple glare at them would have sufficed. Like if I saw them, I would have gave them the look, and then they would have been like, you know, they would have felt yeah. like assholes, and that would have been it. But it happening again, I was like, that's really weird. It happened, and now it's like, oh, these motherfuckers don't know. That's what I'm saying, man. I think we make a video feature out of this whole thing, right? Maybe two or three. Uh, And the very last thing, we set up something really elaborate to the point where the joke just keeps going. Where this person's like, what is happening? And then the stripper poles come in, and the dance party starts, and it's like a foam party. And they're like, I think I'm off the hook. Maybe these people like me. And then we fucking kill them. Somehow we open up. We open up like the we. You're looking at Tim's house or whatever, and then it just splits in half and opens. It turns out it's on the kind of funny live two stage. All these like it's like those Bud Light commercials where you think you're going up to an ATM and you wind up at a fucking party. (laughs) Fuck these guys. But just look at Kevin for a second. See if he breaks. No, he will. It's he totally Kevin. <laughs> and there's a 10 to 20% chance it is Kevin. Oh, it's it's a 50 to 60% chance it's Kevin. This is the kind of shit that Kevin would do because you guys do this shit to each other. And so I feel like this is the... Fu- here, here's, here's how we'll know. If you set up the camera and you catch the person, but he's wearing the Scream costume, it's Kevin. <laughs> if it's the Can Scream you mask. Kevin running around You know it's Kevin because he'd be like... He's, you know, he'd bump he'd into like a lot this, of things. Yeah, he'd be fine. almost fall down, he'd but not. Like, yeah. He weeble wobble, but he won't fall down. <laughs> the car alarms are going on. He keeps <laughs> careening into this. <laughs> He's dropping things. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, we should just take a picture and call the police. That's what you should do. Yeah, this is harassment. It's harassment. Yeah, fuck you guys. I always thought the harassment would be from the other end, but nope. No, it doesn't feel good. This time, mm-hmm. what have we learned from this? Maybe you'll stop harassing other people. Now. So what are you gonna do? You gonna look into motion cameras? Good. What's up? You gonna look into a motion camera? I'm gonna. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, I'm down a hundred percent. You mean, can I'm just do honest, the journal. I think it needs to happen again for me to get real upset. Because like right now, like the, the I'm gonna be here for the next two weeks. Like, yeah. We're not traveling. Yeah. So if it happens in between now and Pax East, mm-hmm. escalation. I'm right. telling you, Straight get the journal. Escalation. The relevance is leaving. Then that mean that means that they know you, right? If well, that means my car's there long enough, three days in a longer row. than just the night. Like right now, my well, car's here, not there. You oh, I see what you mean. So but if my always, car's you can there, always try and park in the same spot, roughly, right? You can actively always just try and. Oh, get I saw, should just I try to, to make this happen? Yeah, yeah. You should try yeah. to. You should. Okay, 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 okay I'll do that. Sting operation. <clears throat> yeah, we got a two hundred dollar one. Go fund me. Fuck it. Expensive. Put it on the company. Put it on the company. I'm sure we'll use it at some other point when Kevin's like hoarding. Things we're he's stealing from us, but I mean we're making a, a vital mistake of in, announcing it. Well, not announcing it. We're we're tipping off our prime suspect that we're going to be having a surveillance. He's buying operation. the camera. He's setting the camera <laughs> he's up. He's, we're never going to catch this guy. <laughs> yeah, but okay. At the same time, how amazing would it be if Kevin set up the motion camera thing and then fucking bought a scream costume and fucking reenacted what we just said? I want that so bad. Get the times because even if we, if, I mean, I will gladly come to your house every day at four thirty in the morning. And just I mean, chill there drinking coffee here, watching. Here's the thing. It's like... I think it's you, like 8, 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, probably. you gotta yeah, think of it. That's why I need the journal. That's why I need the... Well, that's what I'm saying is you're you're a night owl. 
So mm-hmm. I feel like you and Kevin, you always go off to these weird Indian restaurants for food and you come back. I feel like you're and you're going to Westlake and you're riding horses and doing yeah. all this weird shit. You've got to be coming back at a, at a late point in time where I think it's an early going morning to Indian restaurant. We're going to Indian restaurants. Maybe, Maybe it's your own bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you're too pissed up to fucking remember. That you- possible. Anything's possible. Let's not rule that out. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's entirely possible. Get a journal going because I need to know okay, more information. I will. I'll get a, I'll definitely get a journal. Scientific going. theory. This is the start. We need to do a documentary about this. We need to start documenting this process. Remember so that this also involved slashing of tires at some point. But was oh. that at your house? Huh? Was that at your house? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. When okay. I found out, it was okay. You know, wasn't there a nail they pulled out? I'm still going to consider it a slashing. Okay, they didn't put no one. The, no one's nail. actually no one. Yeah, it's a nail. You hit, so you it was slashing of a tire. Was it what you were? It's a red herring. Yeah, no, eight tire. It was. It was a nail. Dude, $60. With a motion Get camera? Get the $300. I thought it was $200. I want the, wrong. I want the $200. Find one. the most expensive one you could find an expensive. I need night vision. We I need want, night vision. I, I want whatever the Navy SEALs use. Lights isn't going to work. No, but I want them to know. Buy a high-powered no, car. No, you don't know. No. Do it multiple times. Kevin. It can't. They can't Your idea know. is bad. Don't do that. We need to drill into the hood of Tim's car. <laughs> and I want, I want that, and I want you to buy four... High-powered carbine rifles, <laughs> and those little things that like you pull and they pop out for parties. Party poppers. I need at least five of those. Sure. How? Well, okay. What about this? Five. Yeah. What you, if uh, six? Fine. Do, is there enough grass where? Because he's doing it on the hood every time, right? Mm-hmm. Park by the grass, and then we hollow out all the grass. So they fall into a little pit that we have. Or well, ghillie suit. We paint ourselves like yes! that. Yes. Oh and my god! If you give us. me a ghillie suit, I will lay out there. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please. Oh my please. God, are you kidding? Me? Like, We're all gonna get arrested. You. I, I'm screaming. I'm not getting involved. In everybody, everybody who walks by with a dog, I flip out on. They're not even expensive, guys. Gilly suits. Yeah, we need the journal. Then we'll figure it out. All right. Journal's key to this. Right. Nick. Yeah. What's your topic? My topic comes to the community. You have it. Yeah, Ooh, where is it? It's tax track. Topic okay. three. Tax track, of course, went to Patreon.com/slash. Kind of funny and supported us there to get his topic right on the show, just like you can. His topic starts very simply with police encounters. First, I want to state that at one time I was a police officer, but my career ended due to multiple gunshot wounds. I think he's probably tech tracks. Serious? No, tech tracks. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He's well, a rapper now. Of course, everybody go support tech tracks. Big Se- well, big okay. well, secondly, I want to advise that I am in no way advocating drunk or buzz driving. Please call a friend. It's very important. Also, if someone's putting poop on your car. Do not tell your friends on their podcast. Yeah, make sure you, but don't <laughs> so make they sure it does resort in violence. We was, we're going to find nonviolent means of dealing with this, preferably within the Dude, like, you have law. no idea. That guy will lose his mind when I just stand up. I'm like, hey, what the f-? And I'll be really loud because I can get loud, you know? And then, then <laughs> see it. You'll be drunk at this point. Yeah, but what if you. he was like, oh my God, I love your videos. Pop right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Greg's in jail. <laughs> it was a couple of months before I was to report to police academy. I was at a bar with a friend and we decided to continue the party at his place. I wanted to get a few things from my house first. I grabbed some items, including a six, bu- a six pack of Bud Ice. Uh, on my way to my friend's place, I was pulled over in front of a convenience store. The officer asked if I had been drinking. I said, yes. And just yeah. and I also let him know that I was about to enter the police academy. He ran my license. When he came back, he asked if he could have someone pick me up. I said yes. He told me to pull into the convenience store parking lot and wait. I called my friend, explained the situation, and told him to come pick me up. Meanwhile, the cop waited inside the store. There's more. The car pulls up, and I start pulling my things into the back seat. While I'm doing this, I tell my friends that the cop is letting me go. So so let's go. Let's go get out of there. All of a sudden, I hear a voice laughingly say. Who are you? I looked up to realize I was putting my things into a stranger's car. I said to the stranger, my bad. And I gave him one Bud Ice can as an apology for the mistaken identity. I got my stuff out of the wrong car and noticed that the correct car was pulling in behind me. 
I then started putting my things into the correct car. My friend says, what the hell are you doing in that guy's car? I said, never mind. I'll tell you later. Before we left, I told my friend, I just need to get my license back from the cop. Parentheses, mind you, he was watching the entire exchange from the inside. So I go inside and tell the cop that my friend is here and I just need my ID. He said, I never took your ID. To which I replied, have a good morning, sir. Do you have any hilarious cop <laughs> encounters to share? Or maybe some bad encounters? Question oh, mark. tack track. Oh, tack. The oh, butt yeah, ice was that. the real yeah. kicker. Like, you sure are in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> walking hey, around drinking butt nothing, ice. You're almost on like 4%, by the way. That's I know, I know. I'm, 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 I'm saving it. I think all of my cop encounters uh, usually end with me being overly polite. Ooh. I am, as, as much as you've got, you guys have seen me get angry at the stupidest shit, when there is an officer of the law involved, I, for some reason, I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm just like, oh, yes, sir, yes, no, sir, sir, no, sir. Yep. I don't know why he's that, sir. Yes, you can take him. sir. Like, I will sacrifice all of you <laughs> to not go to jail. Sure. I just want you to know sure. that right now. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I've gotten out of things because of that. And it's always a good rule of thumb. Be overly nice. Oh, definitely. A lot of sirs. A lot of apologies. Never happen again. I, you know what? You're right. I probably deserve this. I asked a cop one time. I got stopped for a speeding ticket. It's going through the Broadway tunnel. And I was like, "Is there? Any, I'm really late to a job. I was going to a Microsoft thing at GDC, like my first year working on IGN. When you cared. When I cared. And I was like driving, I was driving Brennan's car because we had a bunch, of, he had an SUV at the time. And we were, I was driving really fast because I was late. And uh, they had a little sting operation <clears throat> on the other side of the bridge. Where there was like five cops and they were just pulling people like, they didn't even, he oh, didn't even get on his oh, car. They, they he just went this, like this. Not he, went, this. he just looked at me and went like here. Didn't even get they on his bike. assault rifle radar gun. <laughs> yeah. He was like, <laughs> boom, boom, get you. And I looked and I locked eyes with him and he was like. And I'm like, fuck. He walks up and I'm like, officer, I'm so sorry. I'm late for a job. It's my first day. Yada, yada, yada. Is there, and I asked, I always ask this because why not? Is there any way you can let me out of this? And he was like, I'll tell you what. No, I have to write you a ticket because I already started writing it. And I was like, all right, I guess that's fine. It's not like you can just scratch that out. And he's like, but I very seldom show up to court. Just to let you know. And I'm like, okay. And sure shit, he didn't show up. So I got out of the ticket. It was nice. But I hired a lawyer anyway. What? <laughs> no, you Nick. didn't, did you? I did. Yeah, they had like a lawyer for a speeding ticket? Well, the speeding ticket would have been... I was going I was going really, I was going really fast. He wrote me down. You were driving on top of the tunnel? Yeah, I, like I, the, I did the man in black thing. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, I don't want... Because at the time, I just started at IGN. I wasn't making you know, that much money. And I couldn't kind of funny money. Yeah, well, yeah, now we're like, oh, sell that dog, buy you 10 more. Um... But I. So why do we have to sell them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the look of them. Uh, no, at the time I was like, I don't want my insurance to go up, so I was like, Hook or crook, I'm getting this off my record because I don't want you know. You put a ticket on there, I was like, it's going to skyrocket. I was like 23 or 24, so at the point I didn't want it to go hella out of the way. But um, yeah, hired a lawyer. We she called, figured out the day he was off. The cop was off. Scheduled the court day for that. He didn't show up. Yeah. Cost me like 125 bucks. How much would the ticket have cost you? Probably 115. But the insurance, <laughs> the insurance, and l- and way less time. By the way, I probably could have. Well, because you know, I think now that I'm thinking about it, I think I had already gotten a ticket, and this was the second one. So the first one in in, in California, I don't know if it's still the same thing, but it used to be that if you got a ticket, you go to driver school. Oh, okay. spend a day there, and they do- it doesn't hit your insurance company. But I think I'd already gotten one like the month before, and I'm like, I can't get another ticket. My insurance will skyrocket. And I can't go to school again for this, so I had to hire a lawyer. Yeah, oh. that was it. Riveting story, I know. Then there's all the times my brother almost got arrested in front of me, but you guys don't want to hear about those. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we hate Matt Scarpino stories. What what was he doing in front of you? Matt just a, Matt is the opposite of me. So when there's a cop involved, Matt likes to escalate. What do you want, pig? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a fake costume, pig. Um, no, my, 
<laughs> I can see him saying that. No, but my, my, I love my brother to death. He's one of the best human beings on this planet, and he's been my best friend since I was born. But he thinks it's hilarious for some reason when I'm there to try and get into fights so that me, with the six months of kung fu that I took when I was 13, can back him up. Like, I'm going to throw down and we're not going to get our asses kicked. So we were at, like, what a random, like, like Starbucks in Riverside, California one time. And he no. just starts talking shit to some guy. Some guy starts talking shit to him. Flash forward. Maybe 20 minutes later, they're all sitting on the curb handcuffed. And I'm just laughing my ass off. <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. No, you've been there. Definitely is what happens. Yeah, I've been. I've, yeah, I've seen you've, fights you, escalate. And well, you've had the swamp, but you've you had the, what do they call it? The, uh, uh. They have a they have a term for it when they when you get put on the hood of a car a cop car. Oh and no, no, I'm not there. I'm usually the guy who's. That's the whole thing. Is like all my cop stories stem from Mizzou and the Antlers when we were the party house. What up, Antlers? And I've told. I think my favorite one is the one where I tripped, wasted in the front yard, got up. The cop was like, "Who's in charge here?" I said, "I was." Gave me the pamphlet at the party later on when I was thought I was going to jail for sure, and I was wearing those jail pants that they sell at Halloween. I came out and showed him the flyer, and the cops like, "Good night," and left. And I was like, "I can't believe I got out of this." But I had others where. We had a huge party, and I, I'm the same way, right? Where I first off in like now in hindsight as a 33 year old, right? It's like, man, we fucking made these poor guys' lives such a living hell, and all they are is babysitters. You know what I mean? For, like for the most part, I'm talking about you know Columbia cops, right? Like campus police, bad, no, no, real, real oh, okay. Columbia police department, real cops, real shit to worry about. But inevitably, they got to go to 200 fucking noise violations on right. Thursday night. You know what right. I mean? And there was one where someone called to break up our party. They showed up. I came out as leader. I'm like, sorry, officer. Sorry, sir. This I'll, everybody go home. Blah blah. Everybody's leaving, and everything's totally chill. Everybody's leaving, and then my one friend Eric came out, shirtless, wasted, and just made some fucking crack. And the officer's like, oh yeah, you're going into you're going into the drunk tank tonight. Blah blah blah. And Eric's like, ah oh, fuck you. Blah, blah. And the cop handcuffs him, and this is still. It was debated at the time. We figured out eventually. Handcuffs Eric. Turns him around. Handcuffs him behind his back. Right. Puts him in the back of the squad car, and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, I'm sorry about that, officer. Can we please get him out? Like, he's one of my guys. This isn't. He's involved. And like, and I find the officer's like, I'll do it for you. You know, you're you've been really cooperative. Da da da. I'm like, thank you so much. And he opens the door, and like, even though I said all this stuff, Eric, incredibly athletic, incredibly athletic, jacked as a motherfucker. Favorite thing to do at Antler Tailgates was to get drunk and shit off paint can, and then climb this giant tree. Sorry, he, he pause. Did, yeah, drunk as shit off paint can. Paint can. It's a drink you make in a paint can. You have to secure a, a, a stick from the woods. I'll explain it later. I'll make it for you one day. No, uh, no you don't have to do that. It's it's half a bottle of Everclear, a full bottle of Mountain Dew, but we use Mountain Drop because it was cheaper. Then half a frozen limeade, half a frozen lemonade, you know, the Minute Maid yeah, cans yeah, yeah. you buy. You put them in there. You put ice in there. You put mint leaves in there. Then you get the stick from the woods. Then you stir it up, and you pass. And this is all made in a paint can. Then you pass the paint can to your friends. Why now, do you have to have a stick from the woods? Why is it put in a paint can? Because it's called paint can. Mountain Dew. Because it's cheaper. We were broke college kids. But the if you're getting was, Mountain Dew, can you not get like a spoon? No, because the stick adds something to it. You want to understand? Oh, it does add to the flavor. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of our freedoms in America. You want to understand? <laughs> and so the, but the, the best was though at Halloween. You get the Halloween kid bucket, like that candy bucket, and make it in there. That's a damn good paint can. That's a paint can you fucking taste. I apologize for interrupting you. Continue. No, it's great. So, cop opens the door to let Eric go, and Eric at some point had decided he wanted his hands in front of him. So he had leaned, while we're arguing and no one's paying attention, he had leaned back and wiggled his hands out and then got his feet out. 
but he gave it away that his shoes were muddy. And so the entire cop car on the inside was smeared in mud that he had kicked his feet up and done this. And the officer's like, what the fuck? Like, why was I letting you go? Why? And Eric's like, this is how I got cuffed. <laughs> and the guy's like, no, you didn't. No, you not at all. This is not how you got cuffed. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God. Did they take him away? No, they he got some ticket. Again, they're just babysitters. They're just there yeah, to scare you. I felt so bad. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, as I get older now, I've become the guy that calls. I used to, you know, we all used to be the person who used to have the party and be like, who's going to be sober enough to actually answer the door? When the cops come, yep. and then so who's gonna be really, who's gonna gonna be barely sober enough when they come the second time and they're really fucking serious about yeah, this yeah. and like they're gonna arrest someone because they come the first time and they're always like shut it down or we're coming next time we come back we're arresting someone. Yep. And then they come back the next time and they're like I need to talk, talk to the homeowner we're arresting you. They never arrest. I've never seen anyone get arrested. You get a ticket maybe, but you're not going to jail for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get tickets. A lot, um, but now I'm the person that's like I'm calling. Well, that's the thing. Ten o one. That fucking music's still on. The cops are coming. Oh, they're coming. I think of like the time I wasted of the good Columbia Police Department. Thousands and, of hours. And the one, like, and like, seriously, so like, uh, that story, I got doesn't with well, the time we like, let's burn a couch in our backyard. Yeah. We got not? a bucket of water. I have so many times these cops came to our house for parties to break them up and be stupid. And this is before I was there, years before. You know what I mean? Like, they, we had a lineage. And it turned out that one year, at the start of the school year, it's like literally like Animal House 2. The sheriff is, or whatever, chief of police is like, we're cracking down on parties. That is a party house. Fuck it. And tell these guys, like, if you go by and anything's happening, you fucking nail these guys so they'll stop doing this. And so we went to a tailgate, had the paint can, did our thing, went to the Mizzou game, came back. And as you do after drinking all day and being in the sun. No, we went to sleep. Oh. Everybody came into the house and crashed, except for like one of our friends who, who sober, brought the keg back, put it down, and then one of our other friends showed up and they were just drinking on our porch, just drinking on our porch, drinking off this keg or whatever. And I get woken up to just on my door, and it's like one of the guys. He's like, Miller, you got to come out here. I'm like, what is that? Why? What? I'm hungover. I'm fucking tired. I'm exhausted. He's like, the cops are here. I'm like, what the? F-? And I come on, like, what the fuck did you do? And they're like, nothing. We did nothing this time. We and we went out there, and he, the cop had had this guy go in and get everyone out of the house that lived there and put him on the porch. And he's and he's just like giving this like militant speech, like oh, I came over here because I saw these people drinking on the porch, and and the only thing he could get us for was that our keg they had in, in, uh, instituted this. I don't know if this is normal. T- these keg uh, plastic tabs, like mm. t- like little tickets on them. You know mm. what I mean? So you knew the number of the keg, so they could sure. trace it back to who bought it. That kind of thing. It was like year one of this, and the only thing he could get us for was the fact that the, the it was damaged. And he's like, I can't read the number, and I'm like, looking at it, you can clearly read the number. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir, but you can read. I can't read. And like this goes on and on, and I'm totally just like, yes, sir, no, sir. And of course, other people are like trying to get smart about him like guys just let it go what you know because what's he gonna do he's not gonna get us for anything he's like we'll be watching this place and so that was saturday i wake up sunday morning to go watch the bears at big 12 campus and i get up an hour early to walk to the police department ask for a complaint uh, paperwork and i sat there and wrote this three-page essay about how this guy was targeting us for no reason and the tag wasn't torn i drew a description and i had this whole thing of i i printed out things i'm like <laughs> in my and i i'm like being all fucking asshole in it of course i'm like and now and i'm like and now i'm no keg tab lawyer <laughs> but i was able to use the number that i could clearly read to go to this website and find out who bought it and done it and i had all these printouts and stuff and i asked for a stapler and turned it in or whatever i right? asked for a stapler <laughs> and the person emailed it to the paper i just threw it in the fucking garbage nope two days later i get a call from the chief of police or whatever you're kidding me and he's like hey uh you, i i read through your report i'm so sorry now you know to you now as an adult no me as an adult oh, to him, okay i'm so sorry he's like I understand what you're saying. He did, I think, act. He did go over the 
line, da, 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 and th- but that's when he's like, so you know, we know about your house, and yeah, he crossed the line here probably, but we're fucking looking for you, and we're gunning for you, like, don't fuck around. Yeah, like, challenge accepted, motherfucker. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know where I sleep? Like neighbors. Yeah. And so then, like, three months later, though, there was, like, a community <laughs> cop, uh, like, meet and greet kind of thing at one of the houses or whatever, I was going to talk about neighborhood problems, and I shit you not, me and one of the other roommates came, and we walk up this long path, and as we get to the top of the stairs, it's the officer that I put the report in about, and all I hear is... He's talking to his other officer friend, like looking at us, and he's like, "Yeah." So then they filed the report, and I got in trouble. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> fuck you!" And then like, we just walked awesome. past him and sat down and did that. That guy was probably twenty five, right? Maybe a couple of how, how much older? Thirty. I would 30. say he's thirty. And he's just like Officer you Valley, fucking kids, oh. <laughs> you kids. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for cops now. I see cops now, and I'm just like, yeah. No, see, so here's my thing, man. I I am sure that there is a ton of great ones out there. <coughs> I've never dealt with any of them, not once. In well, my life. it's because you thread the needle of what is and is not socially acceptable, and what? especially in terms to the automobiles that you drive. <laughs> no, you're with dog shit all over it. No, like, your old car that was like oh, okay. had no windows, no tires, no doors. Yeah, see, that's fucking no bullshit. lights. So you barely a- drove, and you were putting that fucker on the freeway for like. All right, everybody, let him talk. Here's the fucking thing, man. Like I, I've been, I've had appalling situations with cops sure. throughout my entire life, sure. and I'll be damned if I deserved a single one of them. Like I did not do anything. Like the worst things I've ever done in life. Yeah, maybe those deserve some cop shit. They didn't stop me for those. Yeah. They're stopping me for some fucking bullshit. And it's like my my little brother, he's gotten into some shit. But the shit that I've had to deal with because of that has been absolutely atrocious. Mm. I cannot believe they treat me the way that they're treating me based on that. Example, my brother gets arrested, right? Obviously, that fucking sucks. Not something I want to deal with Mm. whatsoever, but I have to. You know, I have to go try to get him out. I have to do all this stuff. They try to be the least helpful people in the entire world. Like, I'm just, I'm like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why he's arrested. I don't, can you help me? Nope. They're treating me like I'm a fucking criminal. Mm. And I'm like, this is, this is garbage. I fucking had to come here and talk to you. And they just treat me like, not even second class citizen. They, they treat me like I'm evil. And I'm like, this is the last thing I need right now is to, on top of dealing with all this shit, on top of dealing with my like mom, who's fucking just bawling in tears. I need Mm. to. I, I don't, no one will give me a straight answer. Like, fuck that. On top of that, there's been so many interactions I have where it's dealing with cops that have nothing better to do than just fuck with kids. Mm. And they see kids, so they're like, these guys are, are up to up to no good. And this is back before my brother did dumb shit. Him and his group of friends went and they're just uh, hanging out, at, like just hanging out on the streets, walking around, doing stuff, mid middle of the day after middle school, right? I get a call from one of them. Hey, the cops stopped us at this house or at this um, store. They think that we stole stuff. Like, I need you to come talk. And I'm like, sure. I go there and they're like, they, they stole stuff. And I'm like, what did they steal? I don't know, but they definitely stole something. And I'm like, there's no, they didn't steal anything. I know these kids, but they definitely didn't steal anything. Next thing I know, I'm in handcuffs. <laughs> and I'm like, and these, these motherfucking kids didn't steal shit. Like, I know they didn't steal anything. First off, the store that, that they were in, it's like, they're not fucking stealing shit from there. I'm like, Joanne Fabrics. It was such garbage. The but Hallmark. then it's like, but they instantly, <laughs> it's like, it's guilty cards. till proven innocent. And it's like, at the very end of the day, it's like, they've wasted like four hours of my time mm-hmm. putting me on the, the sidewalk in fucking handcuffs because they didn't like me telling them that, me asking questions. It's it's always about the questions. And I'm nice. You know me. I'm not fucking talking shit to you this You do cop. have a prodding nature to yourself, though, when you ask questions. That I feel like would, I'm not saying it necessitates 
handcuffs. Handcuffs, but I could see a cop being like, "This kid's got too many. Fight. He's trying to. He's too smart. He's getting. He's getting me. I'm just going to put him in handcuffs, maybe a muzzle, and shut him up for a second. Yeah, I don't know about. Am I wrong that. about that, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, like that's not that's not how that shit. Saying, I don't know what I'm saying either. But I would rather probably you deal with the cops than you if I were in trouble. I would just think that. Not even why. Look at Tim. Well. I don't. I don't know, man. Right. I mean, definitely not. It never ends well for me. It's always fucking bullshit. Like every single time. The only good cop store I have is when the same group of kids bought from that store a bunch of BB guns and we're in the streets shooting each other with BB guns because that's what kids do and some neighbor called the cops cops block off the street and pull guns on all of us so it's just a bunch of kids fucking because they had BB guns that could have ended really really that could have ended very bad that story doesn't end with a laugh I mean well now looking back like that was the one that we didn't get in trouble like we weren't doing anything illegal at that point so it was like Mm. that was all all fine but then yeah you bringing up the car thing it's like yeah my car my old car is a fucking piece of shit 92 Camry I'd get pulled over every other night that I drove Mm -hmm. because they'd think I stole it and that's the, the problem is I didn't so it's like once they found out that I didn't they should have left me alone instead of trying to fucking find reasons to get me in trouble. The worst thing that's ever happened to me, this is fucking bullshit, is I picked up one of my brother's friends, mm-hmm. this kid Armani, who happens to be black, and we're driving, and I picked him up from Daily City Bart, and we're trying to, like, I'm just trying to bring him to meet my brother, mm-hmm. and I'm at a stop sign that I've, my entire life, this is right next to Kevin's house, I've been here, driven here, forever. I know there's a stop sign there. I fucking stop at that stop sign, and I keep going. A block later, a cop, a cop's behind me, and our mind is like, oh, fuck, man. There's a cop behind you. And my, like, oh, that's all good. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, we're fine. Whoop, whoop. My, like, oh, shit. What did I do? And, I, and he was like, like, what does this happen a lot? I'm like, yeah, they're just going to run a thing, see if my car's stolen, and it's not going to be, and they're going to give me shit, and then they're eventually going to go away. And he comes over, and this cop, I fucking shit you not, looks at me and just goes, so I ran, I ran you things, and I, I thought it was stolen. And he, like, looks at Armani, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, this better not be going where I think this is going. And he was just like, and yeah, so it's not stolen, so that's all good, but you definitely missed that stop sign back there. And I was like, and I, Armani looked at me, and I, yeah, at this point, Armani's like, I'm not saying shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, it's like I'm the black guy in the car. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I was like, no, nah, I've never, I, I definitely didn't miss it. Like, I, you know, th- I think you're wrong. You know, I didn't say that. I, I forgot what I said, but I was like, nah, like, I did that. I, I know that stop sign. I know what you're talking about. So, and he was just like, yeah, no, he's like, you know, honestly, man, honestly. I'm doing this for you and like points to our money. Yeah. He's like, I'm doing this for you. Like you, so much injustice, so much injustice writes me a fucking ticket. He said so much injustice, so much fucking <laughs> injustice is what he, I'll never forget. Oh, that. so he wrote the white I'll guy ticket. Fucking he wrote the that. white guy ticket to, so that to balance the, the scale. A white dude, around. white dude. He's balancing right, the so scales. Dude, Here, I mean, I, don't I was know. like fucking furious, man. It fucking sucked. Like everything about that sucked. And then I, I had to go to court and do all the shit, and I had to pay that. Do you feel like that is is a, is it profiling, or do you feel like it's the area that you grew up in that that you get all that? Because I've like, I definitely got probably in more involved with. Well, I probably got stopped a lot more when the police when I was living in Riverside than when I live in the marina in, in in San Francisco. So do you feel like it's because of the South San Francisco vibe? Well, I mean, no, it's absolutely profiling. I mean, a exactly. lot of those stories were were San Francisco proper. Really? In, I mean, in the Richmond district, and mm-hmm. like, that was because we we're kids. Yeah. Like that was profiling against kids for sure. Um, which I mean, it's, you know, it's hard. Like there are, you, did, you did look like Eminem when you were growing up. I, that's not true. at this point. I didn't. So it was like, anyways, and even if I did like, fuck that, that's, that's, that's profiling. That's profiling. See, yeah. I'm, I'm terrified of, of your lots police. So like in London, I, I, I'd been there all my life. I had no, 
care for. Well, they I don't carry guns. They don't carry guns. <laughs> but I just never really had any run-ins with them. Like mm. I, I don't have a cool cop story. And then I've only been here for on and off for two years. And like for me, officers, it, the, the reason the fear starts, it starts at the airport for me. Mm. Customs officers and immigration officers, they fucking love They're me. hardcore. They were all, they're so lovely to me. It's because you take off a lot of boxes and Exactly. I'm a walking stereotype. Yeah. And I remember I literally two weeks ago in coming into LAX, um it, it was yeah, I was I was uh, at passport control or whatever and he was like, Why are you coming to LA? I was like, Oh, I'm here to do some press and stuff. Oh, for what? I'm in a TV show. Which one? I zombie? Oh, uh, after the flash, I was like, "Yeah, that's my show, man." I zombie. He's like, "I should watch that." I didn't realize you're in there. I was like, "Yeah, I am." He goes, "Do you travel much?" Well, I, I guess, man, Vancouver and stuff <laughs> like you know, because filming. How about Iraq or Iran or Pakistan? And started listing all these countries, and I was like, "Oh, that escalated like that's right." What damn? Holy shit! No, and he was like, "Cool, all right, off you go." And I was like, you're going to check with these guys if they've been to Iraq or just me? Like, and, and so having that, I just didn't ever want to fuck with the police in, in North America full stop. Sure. And then I stupidly bought the Mad Max soundtrack and a Mustang mm. for my season two. And I was speeding during the Tom Hardy music. And yeah, um, I got pulled over for speeding <laughs> mm-hmm. at gunpoint. Gunpoint. Which I thought again was excessive. <laughs> no, that's not usually that's not how I get pulled over for yeah, speeding. Generally. For speeding. No. So he Damn. pulled me over and was like and so so and I was with uh, an actor on the show. Um and it was like five in the morning. We were we were driving to set and you know, woo because I did drive like a dickhead. I I was being a dickhead. I sure. was going way too I, my car makes a lot of noise as well when it accelerates. It looks faster than it probably is. Um and we pull over and we hear screams, which is to put our hands outside the window. This is for speeding. Mm. So we are both like this with our hands out. And as he comes, he's like so upset with me. Wants my license. I'm like, cool, officer. It's in the backpack on the back seat there. And he's like, reach for it slowly as get, he gets his gun out. This is all for a driver's license, which I give to him. He asked me why I was speeding. And this was the crazy thing. He, once everything was done, didn't write me a ticket. He let me go, and I was abusing that speed limit. And I could only think the reason he was pissed is because he had no way to prove it. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Do you? I mean, it, mm, that's weird. That's a hard situation to be in. That was he. Was he by himself, or did he have a partner? He was on his own. Yeah, so that, that's probably why. And I was intention. like, either he just found out someone who looks like me nailed his wife, or, <laughs> <laughs> or he's the biggest Walking Dead fan. We, we our show canceled his show. Some shit. I, I, the aggression I got. Or maybe he just and then I got him. pulled over again for the Mad Max thing, and I stopped listening to Mad Stop Max. Stop listening to that fucking soundtrack. Why would you do that? It's this one song called like Brother and something like that. It plays when they're like shooting shotguns on the motorbikes and right. stuff. And I did it again. I got caught with a speed gun. This dude, super sweet, wrote me a ticket. So I think this guy just really hated my face or my car. Uh-huh. Maybe he the, just watched Gone in sixty seconds and was like, yeah. "Who the fuck does this guy think fucking he is?" Mustangs. Fucking Mustangs. His pilot got canceled because of is because zombie of my got zombie. picked up. Yeah, yeah. Is, what color is the Mustang? Black. The oh. insurance people asked that because they said red is the color. Red's the yeah. one. Yeah, red's the big flag for, mm, for that's anything. The one. But the second, yeah, that's unacceptable. That's no, I was. I, in all fairness, like I'm not saying I was in. I I was well. I was speeding. And in Canada, everything's kilometers. 
And I, I drove my car from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I know this wasn't a good excuse for the police officer who kind of laughed when I told him. I was like, I thought it, when it said 60, I didn't realize, you know, I was looking at my speedometer, which is in miles. Mm-hmm. So I'm always having mm-hmm. to remember I'm, I, that's not what I'm matching. And that does, that's, I think that's a valid excuse. That is valid. Like you look at a speed sign, you're like 30. And I just remember, oh no, 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 wait. Cause you know. Mm-hmm. Gotta do math. I, I think there's still kilometers though on your. Yeah, but they're smaller. <laughs> 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 I think they put, I think they put them there though. If I'm not mistaken. I think my car no, has there. them there. there. Yeah. yeah, I agree. They're smaller. That's scary though. I've never had a gun pulled on me before. But what's awesome is, is that we have, um, when we shoot on location the, with the Vancouver police are oh, great. They shut down this, the block. Mm-hmm. And they have to park, you know, just to keep traffic from going in. And I'm still waiting for the dude who pulled a gun on me and my castmate <laughs> to just be on set looking off and be like, oh, hey, buddy. Yeah. Do you yeah. want something from the crafty service? You know, you want muffins or some shit? You Too can, bad. Yeah. Walk around, drop it at a You get coffee and cold donuts. Oh, wait, that's good. They don't want coffee and cold donuts. What? I don't know, dude. I'm tired. It's been a long week. What, cold donuts are fine. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, you'd like I, mean, I was going to say coffee and... I said coffee cold and cold. Coffee. Do- that's what I meant. What if it was ice coffee? Cold coffee and like warm donuts. Have you guys worst. ever tried poutine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it, like the being in London, like the kebab is the drunk food. Mm. Like you, you get a doner kebab mm-hmm. uh, at four in the morning, three in the morning. The poutine has just risen in rank for me. Like nothing beats. <laughs> Cheese curds. And is it gravy. big on in Vancouver though? Because I, I, I mean, I've only had it in Montreal. Well, Montreal is like the place. Right? Yeah, um, it's still big. Really? Yeah, it's just the best. I, I started. I ate it four nights a week before <laughs> we wrapped, and that's why I'm now. We're big. We're big pizza gym. culture here. After oh, in, hours in San Fran. Yeah, it's obviously because that's all it's open. Like you get pizza or either that or street meat, which you probably don't want. That doesn't sound right. No, it's either hot dog. No, but it's people. But call that, it street I call it street meat because lady it's people out there are, just on a little grill. It's like made of tin foil. She's cooking hot dogs and bacon. Oh, not probably sanctioned to do it. No, no, no she doesn't do have it. a permit. She just for sure. comes in with a little propane tank, a little grill, and you can smell it from paint like can. three blocks away. Yeah. Oh man, if she, was, if she was serving paint <laughs> can out there. Stick. New one, new wave. <laughs> Colin, you got any cop stories? Um. Yeah, few. Well, the one I'll talk about is uh, <laughs> the one I'll talk about is uh, Richmond Airport in 2002 in Virginia. I don't know if I ever told this story on this show. Um. The, of course, the most famous cop story we have is Ramones that he told. Um, what was in your about the Bart Simpson Ramon? bomb, which is a classic. I think I missed North that East one. Simpson that was story. the one episode I was not on with Ramon. Yeah, when when with Ramon with the Bart Simpson bomb. It's a good one. Um. But uh. Uh. And Richmond Airport, I flew there. My sister has lived there for a long time. Dana, my other sister, and my mom all live there now, too. But um, we were going to visit her, and uh, I was flying out of Richmond back to Long Island. And uh, th- this was like my first... I-, I flew a lot as a kid because my mom worked for Delta and all this kind of stuff when I was younger. But this was my first time flying after 9-11. And uh, they wanted to go through my bag. Um, and I said no. And got into this like huge argument with the TSA. Um, my first of many... Arguments with the TSA. No, you said no. Yeah. You can't say no. And uh, they were like, you know, uh, I'm like, they're like, we're going through your bag. And I'm like, well, I have Fourth Amendment rights. It's an illegal search. Um, you don't have a warrant. And um, you're not going through my bag. You're an agent of the government. And uh, I was in, I was a senior in high school at the time. This is Colin. And, I'm writing this down. And uh, <laughs> I, would res- I, would, I would recommend you don't do that. <laughs> and uh, so th- the story's like kind of getting vaguer in my mind as, as time goes on. But I, I was like pulled over to the side. And then these two like 
cops, I think they were state troopers with like their like big hats came over. I'm like, what's going on here, son, or whatever? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, they want to go my, through my stuff and they, you know, they're, no one's going through my bag. Yeah. You know? And they're like, do you know what happened in New York? Uh, you know, so I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm from New York. Yeah, I know what happened. And he's like, well, son, do you understand the gravity? You know, like, like this kind of stuff. And I'm like, sir, my father was an FDNY firefighter. He was there. Do you understand what happened that day? You know, and and like all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I knew people that died. Do you know anyone? Like, do you understand what happened that day? And they ended up like, after like some back and forth, we're like, go. That was basically it. That's awesome. Never, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're like my hero for that. Like. And I remember my sister, like, it's, it was so long ago. I mean, well, it was like 14 years ago now. My sister, I was with my sister Allie, and I remember her just standing there. And it's kind of, it was kind of like a point of pride, I think, for a lot. Like, you know, my father being a very conservative man, but also a New York City firefighter. Um, I just thought it was like very condescending the way they were talking. I mean, I was just like not really familiar with like the new protocols about going to the airport. I'm like, well, you're not going through my shit. Like, that's. We don't have that kind of contract, that social contract in the United States. Like we have constitutional rights against government agents putting their fucking hands in my bag. You know? Right. So like, uh, and I, I don't know, I have nothing to hide. I'm a fucking high school kid, but just principle, you're not going through my bag. Yeah. And, and, uh, that was the first of many a run in I had with the TSA. I, I'm going to go out on a Those limb and fucking say every assholes. time, every time we go to the airport together. You have some interaction with the TSA that makes me glad I went ahead of you and not before you. The best like, is when he does I'm the like, clap. Just let me get we, through first. We get up just into earshot range. He goes, "Okay, time for security theater." And like the <laughs> agents look at him, like, "Here we go." <laughs> and I feel I would feel so bad for the TSA people if I didn't also hate them as much as you do. Hands, but it's not because I, I don't hate them because of any sort of like rights uh, violation. I just hate them because I can tell they don't want to be there either. And but they're still enforcing these dumb shit policies that don't work. And every single time they're just like, I have to I, like, like I, I have my pants cuffed and I go through the dick scanner. You know, the thing mm-hmm. you shimmy oh, into yeah. and they're like, put your hands up a little more. I'm like, yeah, it's going to fucking stop it. Cool. Boom. Get through. And I'm like, that, my pants are clearly cuffed. And the guy's like, I have to the woman was like, I have to bring over a male person to touch your ankle. And I'm like, cool. I'll wait here for another five minutes. You could touch my ankle if you want. She's like, no, sir, it doesn't work that way. I'm like, of course it doesn't fucking work that way. Of course it doesn't work that way. I got to get to my Starbucks. The, Come on, uh, lady. The TSA, I want to be really clear, and I've said this before, the TSA has never done anything. They've never stopped anyone. These are the fucking idiots standing in between us and Al-Qaeda and us and ISIS, ISIS. ISIS and all the, yeah. I'm sure that the, uh, the really smart people that coordinated that in massive attack in multiple cities in, in 2001 would have no idea how to deal with these fucking geniuses. You know, like, give me a break. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so, it's like so over the top and so ridiculous how they like, I, I get so furious when I'm at the fucking airport, you know, well, now, these are, a, now, these are nice people. I'm sure they're mostly nice, fine people. I've had great, great kind interactions with these people. I don't, I do not antagonize them unless they fucking say something well, to me. I really don't. Well, I'm a please and thank you. How are you doing? Here's my ID. That's totally fine. Let's not talk. I'll put my bag through the conveyor belt. I think that's totally fine. I'll walk through the machine. Fine. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. Don't go, don't like, don't touch my bag. That's totally fine. But like we submit to this police state fucking tactic. Meanwhile, all of their things are responses to things that happened because they didn't stop them. You know, like the shoe. The reason we take our shoes off is because the guy tried to blow up a fucking plane with his shoes because they didn't stop him. Right. So now they have to like do. Remember, like the whole laptop thing is another like thing where they put yeah. a laptop. It's like these guys have no idea what the fuck is going on. They cannot. As I tweeted out, like for seven billion dollars a year, they like can't even put a fucking bag on a conveyor belt properly. 
We give these guys seven billion dollars every year, and they and we pay our little nine eleven fees and all these kinds of things. And then in, in in Richmond Airport, they're being condescending to me when I have a way closer connection to the, the, the event of those days, and they talk to me like I don't know what the fuck's going on because I'm a kid. You know, like yeah. I mean, like to that, be fair, they do they do do they they manage to at least put the bag on the conveyor belt most of the time. No, you do. Yeah, you no, 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 no. Yeah, right. They don't do fucking have, shit. Have, Are you have, come, me? Join me in San Diego Airport and see how efficient that was when I was there trying to come to Austin to see you guys in Texas. Like the. The point is, is like there's like people with jobs to do and all those kinds of things. And I've never I would never I honestly got I mean, we tell these stories, but I've never just gone and antagonized someone for no reason. But when I see them making someone an old person getting out of a fucking wheelchair Mm. and searching their like, leave them alone, man. You know, like they're not these people aren't doing anything wrong. But Colin, like I and this isn't to excuse that because I remember my my grandmother had the same thing. She, She was taken out of her wheelchair to be searched. But like for every the beat, the thing is. The TSA people, the, the people that do these jobs, the general public, there are some fucking dickheads. And for every hour or time wasted we have, some dickhead tried to bring a machete in their hand luggage and didn't understand why that was an issue. You know what I mean? I always feel like that's what, and I'm always saying to myself, like, we don't know what kind of dumb shit. I mean, obviously the terrorist attacks and things like that, you know, they, they weren't able to prevent those that have happened. But I'm talking about the, uh, the, 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 the like carrying things on board, the dumb shit that people try and pull. That like I'm always seeing a delay because some prick knows that this bag isn't going to fit in here, mm-hmm. and they're doing this the fiftieth time that day. Of dude, you need to check that. It like uh, that. I kind of always excuse that and 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 how anal they can be sometimes just because of how stupid people are. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that, and I want to be clear too. When I go to other countries, like I remember when I went to Germany, one, one of the times I was in Germany, they went through all my shit, and I'm like. It's Germany. I mean, yeah, well, it's not, it's not only that I don't know what German law is, but I'm like, I'm a guest here. Like, <laughs> that's fine. Like, if you want to search my shit, I've gone through customs in London. I've gone through customs in Germany. I've gone through customs in Iceland. I've gone through customs in Japan. It's like, do whatever you want. You know, like I'm a guest in your country. I don't have constitutional rights here. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in the United States, it's like, well, someone needs to stand up. And there are people that stand up. We were talking about Penn and Teller the other day because they're, they're very light about this too, where it's like, you are just shitting on us in this in this line like just going through our things cutting open our locks like doing all this kind of stuff to find these things and you guys haven't stopped fucking anyone you know and that we know and, of i'm sure at some point something's happened that maybe we didn't catch wind of maybe you think that though for some good press they might say that nah, that's probably uh true. so like it's like i don't mean to be a dick about the tsa and i wasn't i didn't mean to be a dick about the, to those cops in in richmond and i don't think i came off as a dick i think i came off as stern like at the time and thinking about it, it was such a long time ago like as stern and knowledgeable and kind of like put them back on their heels a little bit, having not been in the post 9-11 environment. The only reason we were flying down there and not driving was because it was so fucking cheap, as you guys remember, to fly. Mm. It was like ridiculously cheap to fly in 2002 and 2003. I remember getting here and back from JFK and for like literally like $150 um, in like 2003. So it's but it's one of those things where like someone has to stand up and be like, well, we got like we don't submit to the fucking terrorists by like removing our rights and like submitting to constitutional infringements because like they can be like, well, you, when you fly, you don't have fourth amendment rights. And it's like, okay, so do I have first amendment rights when I fly or do I, so do I just give those to you too? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the stop them saying? Like, well, your speech has to kind of be toned down now too, or like you can't express yourself anymore. You can't wear a t-shirt or you can't say a certain thing anymore. And I'm like, well, that's just not acceptable to me. So you have to stop at the fucking first line, you know? And, sure. and Again, that's why. I- so like, I have no problem going through security. I think that's totally reasonable because it makes everyone else feel good. But you're dealing with you're dealing with pretty fucking chaotic and pretty sophisticated people. If the Paris attacks and the Brussels attacks show you anything, you know, and like, it's just scary that we want to live in this sanitized and safe world when it's just not possible. 
And to get, get there, we have to go to an Orwellian place. And I don't like it. So I stopped when I was 17 years old. I said that to them. And I never had a conversation anywhere remotely like that with the TSA ever since then. But I'll say a snide remark or two when I see someone getting fucking harassed. Someone felt up by some people when they're clearly just they don't even know what's going on. Some old man or some elderly woman or some some fucking single mom with four kids. Like, just leave them alone. You know, like they're just trying to get from point A to point B, as is almost everyone else. And if like, I don't know, it's just it's so frustrating to me, like this, this culture of fear and it's like all perpetrated at the airport. It's like a lot of a lot of that kind of shit kind of starts and ends. Like if you go to a new location, you're going through. Oh, like a, well, like that's, a, that's a the problem though. Like they're, they're trying like, and we've been to a few instances now where they're, <laughs> they're trying new things, right? Like I've been a couple times where virgins trying to get you through without having to take the shoes off. And like we were in, I forget where we were at, where they had the dogs that were Seattle coming around. Seattle has the dogs. Seattle has the dogs, which is great. And so Austin like, now, something I thought was weird is this is the first time I saw it. There's a, a sign that was like. Um, you can have bottled liquid if you put it through a different scanner. Oh, really? And I was like, that's the first I've seen. But that. the acid. But see, that's the problem. Is like now they're changing all the rules. They make up the rules well, as they, they go along. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the put problem. Put the iPad on the thing. Put the iPad on the thing. Doesn't need to come out. Put them in horizontal. Put them in vertical. Like what are you talking about? True story. I've gone through the last three times with my hair gel, and it's three point four. Oh ounces, my god! And I managed to get that. Through. That was part of the Penn and Teller bit too. Like their whole thing. I brought back calling this little metal card. That's the Bill of Rights or whatever that they want you to have in your pocket, so you go through the scanners and fuck it up, and you make a big deal like giving your rights away. <laughs> but they went through all the things that like you can't take. That's through hilarious. and the other things you can and one of them was like this hairbrush that was like clearly a shiv like no problem there you can take that through because it's plastic and they would never know and it doesn't matter because it hides in you can buy and they were selling all of it in the gift shop of like you can get all this stuff just to show them how meaningless they are it's just it's the same thing like it's uh, the american tactics are always the same i hate to say it like the terrorist attacks in 2001 were one thing so we invade two countries right like we this thing happens at home, so we make everyone try to feel better by like, look, look at all the money we're spending and look at all the machinery and the people with the assault rifles. Don't you feel safe? And it's like, no, I feel like you guys are like turning this place into fucking animal farm, you know, and, and like I and like I don't I'm just not comfortable with it. I'm always going to fight against that doesn't mean you have to disrespect. like I'm a son of a civil servant. And I don't think you have to like be disrespectful to what I've never I haven't had like super bad encounters with cops on a day to day basis ever. Mm. I know a lot of cops. Um. And I know a lot of firefighters, obviously, and they deserve respect and they deserve the money they make and and, and all those kinds of things. It's just to say, like, you should fight against us, a corrupt system. You know, see, my, my only issue, the, the thing that gets my rub is that I'm it, someone who looks like me, who I'm, you know, and I know you can't take each case individually, but has a British passport, has a name that has no kind of affiliation with the Middle East or anything like that. My name is completely Indian. Um with a work visa to do a filming there is still visually profiled. I'm being profiled visually. Mm-hmm. Like the reason I'm being stopped and you are searching my lang- uh, my luggage and the reason why you're asking me if I've been to Iraq is because I'm brown and I have a beard. And it's so obvious and it's so just, it's just on the nose. And it's one of the only, ex- and, and it's kind of accepted. It kind of is just the norm. It's and a punchline. It's yeah, and it's, it's so it's just like if if you know I I I I wasn't ever pulled over by the police. Now my best friend Haynes, he's Jamaican, he's a black guy. As soon as I started going to drama school with him, we got pulled over once a week, and I was like, "Fuck, you're right. This isn't a, a myth. You were pulled over way more than anyone, and your car is so inconspicuous. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about you. are Not driving a fucking Lamborghini. People are wondering what you know how you. I think if you're allowed driving a Lamborghini, you probably wouldn't get pulled over at all. Because people oh. are like, "This guy's rich," oh, unless you're black, and then they probably exactly. just think like, they "This just guy's a drug something killer." Worse. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, so in that respect, the the same uproar there is with that. It's happening at airports and customs lines everywhere. 
we were, I, I've forever been taken away from from the line to go somewhere else mm. because I have to have my bags opened. And I know, Colin, you said like obviously when you're more accepting, and I think you're right as well. You are more accepting when you're in a foreign territory because you're you're a guest and you could be bringing foreign foods that are, you know. There are so many reasons, you know, to have those flags. Smuggle on a koala. And I am I am a guest here. I am a guest in Vancouver in Canada. I'm a guest in in America. But it is still. Anywhere I go, I still feel like it's 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 visual. It's it's yeah. I'm being profiled because of that. Yeah, and I get nervous when I'm on a plane because I feel like maybe then it gets in my head. I'm sitting next to someone like they think something. I have to be very careful now not to look shady because now now I feel people around me are unsettled. And the last time I put Eye Zombie on on the plane just so I could, they'd look over at the screen. You're like go, pointing. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. You, you can like breathe easy guy. for ten hours, dude. Look, there's me. <laughs> See, but you got the- yeah. But maybe you, that's the new tactic is to oh get someone God. in a TV show. Wow. You're playing the long con. Wow. <laughs> you can just open Mind your mouth blown. though, too, because like people would be like visually scared. Oh, he's British. Nothing no, but even that, dude, even that dude at the LAX thing, he he knew. Yeah, well, he was like, weird. "Oh my god!" After the flash, yeah. But I mean, that's you can totally see that's just the wheels clicking in of like, "Oh, I know you. Cool, you're a TV guy, but you still look this certain way." And I, I'm talking about on a plane. Oh, okay, on yeah. a plane, yeah. you got somebody nervous next to you, be like, "Oh, oi, governor, spot a tea." Yeah, I I remember the same thing. Right? In London, we had the seven seven attacks, uh, which took place on public transport, and fuck the the next year. I had so much room on a packed tube or a bus. The amount and it was it was real and I'd never experienced that. I would get I would get on and I had a beard then. I would get onto public transport and it could be rush rush hour. And for some reason I'd still have a good have like a halo. foot of space. Just people were you could just feel it. It wasn't like a huge thing. People didn't get off the carriage. Mm. But you could feel that tension and that you know, suspicion and who do you I can't blame anyone for that. I mean it's it's just in our nature. I get you mm. know, it, it it's a tough one, but yeah, it's still fuck. it's still a profiling. Yeah, it's what I think it was Franklin Benjamin Franklin said: "Those who sacrifice security for liberty deserve, or liberty for security deserve neither liberty or security." And I think that's an apt quote. I'd rather live in a more dangerous world that's more free. Like that's that's I'm always gonna feel that way, you know, because yeah, you're gonna no. you're gonna get you're gonna get like everyone looks at the United States, and you probably have good insight into this because you're you, you mean you have a lot of experience in North America. Um, but a lot of people, I think, with our own fans, when I'm on the Facebook group or whatever, it's talking about like they think it's like everyone's got a fucking gun, you know, like it's like Wild West out there. Everyone's got a gun strapped to them. Like it's really, really not like that. I hate to tell you, you know. Put one pin in that because topic number four talks about that. Okay. Topic number four also comes from. I'm going to run to the bathroom. Real quick. Can I Come watch? Yes, and do one too. Sure. Yeah. There's Is another cool? bathroom. You want to go? Let's all oh, take please, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Final topic comes also from patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can go and support us and get your topic read. No, there's nothing there. There'll be something there. Well, there'll be something. I don't know if you're now my iPad has 1% power, so I need to read through this <laughs> go question. Quick, Greg, go. All right. Oh my God. I'm opening it. A lot of pressure. This one comes from Daniel Brady. He says customs and culture. After having traveled from New Zealand to America and Mexico for a few weeks in January, I experienced some customs that are not very common in New Zealand. The two main ones I realized were the overall outgoing attitude in comparison to New Zealand, parentheses, where we tend to be much more reserved and laid back, and the existence of a tipping culture. I found these two cultural differences novel and interesting, even though, to you guys, it's considered normal. What are some customs you have run into during your travels? Were they positive? Have you experienced any form of culture shock did it before it died and i thought this would be a good one for you oh it's perfect mr britain yeah so what's america like is it cool do you love it do you want to move here forever i do i i do like it i it took a while uh to adjust it was really small things had started first it was like um i knew when i had 
first started doing the show that when I was socializing, people weren't understanding what I was saying. Ah, yeah. And I knew that they were fake laughing. You know <laughs> what I mean? So yeah, I yeah. knew that you didn't catch what I just said. You just said, yeah, and laughed. Like, like the, having to speak slower. Just because when you, obviously with any accent, when you come, like you have to adjust mm-hmm. slightly. You can't just be lazy with it and fast. Mm, right. But like, um, there was a few words I had to just jettison from my vocabulary. How we, what we call cigarettes, that had to go. Yeah, I can't, yeah, can't do that. That did not go not down here. well. No. It means, ba- well, it depending, means bundle depending of on where you're at in the United States, you probably be accepted or not accepted. But in California, you're probably not going to be. Yeah, that was, that was one of the first ones when I said I was going for one or needed some or something. And so basically I was like, oh, okay, that's never happening again. Yeah. yeah. Um, tipping was one. Yeah. That was a big one. Um, we just don't tip but you're like wait or if I just we do we meal. don't even have like a set percentage it's yeah. like oh the meal was good put down a couple of quid i feel bad about tipping in other countries i mean like about not tipping because there's because i i just feel like i ought to always tip and my wife now has to sign the bills for me because i will automatically give people 20 yeah, percent on same. everything yeah and she's like you just don't do that here like they don't expect it. Why would you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's I want to be the nice American. No, it's not even about being nice. It's it's some weird. Like I don't understand. I didn't take the time to really understand their culture. So I'm gonna default to what I know because I don't want to insult anyone. Even though what I know is probably might be insulting them. But I, I don't know. I just can't see how it would be if someone just hadn't handed you extra money. But in Japan, <laughs> in Japan, you just don't do it. Yeah. Like it's they'll they'll they won't they'll that's like an insult to them. I love in Japan the tray. Where they don't want they, the money never goes hand to hand, right? You take the money and you put it in the tray, mm-hmm. and then they take it out of the tray. Very and then they'll get if they have change, they'll come and they'll put the change in the tray, and then you take the change out of the tray. Wait, well, yeah, anytime you're, if I'm not mistaken, but when they hand you things, it's always with two hands, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. But even though, even when they're presenting it into the tray, or they pick up the tray for you right. to take it, it's always two. See, because I've always, even in, in the UK, I never carry cash. I never have. Like we had, like uh, the banking here is really different to the banking back home. It's real simple. We've had that tap for ages. Okay. Oh, really? Chip and pin. We never have to sign for anything. So we've we've always been. Like the when I came over here, swiping, signing, um, all of the banking stuff felt really backwards to a certain degree for mm. me and a bit incompatible. But tipping forced me to carry dollars because I never had to tip. So if you took my bags from my car to my hotel, even in the UK, I didn't really tip. And now I after a year, it's I've had to learn everywhere I go. Do we have enough cash just to palm in someone's hand? Like the, the palming in the hand thing, I'm still. Yeah, not, I'm still not really quite. I mean, if, you, I'm if in you're Vegas, a valet yeah. and you've got my car, I'm supposed mm, to. Yeah, with that, maybe. I, but And that's that's the weird thing. It's like, why? Why? Why do we have to do that? I don't I understand. understand. Yeah, I feel like I'm not tipping for a lot of things I should be. You're probably That's not. how I feel. Like, I tip for, for food constantly. Sure. Of course. That's normal. I haircuts. Know. Where are you coming down to haircuts? Oh, haircuts I tip because, I mean, I, but that's something I grew up. That's you did that. See, that's I didn't. I mean, process. we grew up going to Wayne's, obviously. Wheaton, Illinois. What up, Wayne? And, uh, <laughs> you know, dad would give him like two bucks. He had two, two haircuts. And I remember when I told Jim Riley that. And Jim Riley, who's like, eats at McDonald's every day. And I was like, oh, no, you got to tip more than that for a haircut. And ever since then, I've tipped more because I was like, I've been, I'm behind the times on this. I got a good haircut. They gave me a head massage. It's, I got it's turning into, like, my experience with this is it's turning into like Robert De Niro and Goodfellas. Yeah. <clears throat> you know uh, that entrance yeah, yeah. where yeah. everyone's getting something in the pocket and and the more and more i'm seeing it the more i'm feeling in, like bad that i haven't been doing it like we 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 get up in vancouver we the clubs look after us you know we go out a lot in the evenings because it's what we do and if they let us through ahead of the line oh like i saw someone i saw one of our crew just be like thank you so much and then there's an exchange of tip and i realized for a year i haven't even been doing that i've been going thanks for all the vip service and great yeah. things giving you nothing so it's like, 
now I'm just getting to a point where I think I have to yeah, do but, it for everything. Like I should really like for having me here. I I feel bad. I should be like <laughs> you should probably tip us. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when you in the club thing, that's that sounds a little crazy though, because you guys are celebrities and and club owners generally would want that vibe of like, hey, there's celebrities here, so other people want to come to it. So I can understand not having to tip for that because there is that quid pro quo of you are using your celebrity and we are going to obviously promote the fact or it's going to be word of mouth promoter that you guys go there often. But, but I think that that's different though because that's it's still the people you're tipping. You're not tipping the establishment, you know? Sure, but, but most people who are at doors for things would recognize people. Like that's their job, right? Their job is to get people of a certain like level of esteem or and or looks inside of a club so that when people get there, they create that sort of like fear of missing out, right? Like, oh my God, we just saw the entire cast of I Zombie walk in there. That's awesome. We have to be in there now people's texting tweeting whatever now this club's hot i mean that's theoretically how it's supposed to work that's why they pay kim kardashian like half a million dollars to show up for like five seconds to a club and then she goes away i'm not saying i'm not saying you're you do that on purpose i'm just saying that but like i i I guess like it still hasn't sat well like that whole the term celebrity or the term like anything that because i i am on tv yeah i am on a show right now so you know if i go to a certain place or something like that like especially in vancouver because they know we're there mm-hmm. yeah we are jumping the line we are yeah. okay and 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 you could argue well yeah they want you inside because you can tweet about it or people see you and go oh this is the place to be because if if, if people on tv are going there but it still feels a bit dirty i don't know sure it just, it's, it, it but it's not you're not doing it you're not doing i mean as long as you're but not I think capitalizing i, will. I think i will I think what's going to happen is, and it's and it's only human. Like it, when enough people spoil you, you start, and, I, and that it hasn't happened yet. But I can see it with other with with, with people who've been around for a long time. You start expecting it, mm. and you get the short temper. Like it's starting, and it's like how it's 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 almost it's almost unavoidable because now I've noticed if we are going out and we see a, a line that might only be five six people deep, and in London I would wait an half an hour to forty five minutes to get in somewhere. Now it's like we're not going there because we have to line up. And you can feel that change happening where you're starting to, if it's not, I don't know, if, if, if you're not getting special treatment and you're used to it. But it's also, there's also something to be said for like, and I can see why that would be a weird area for you. Because there's something also to be said for like, what is, what, is it a good look if you are waiting in line? You being not a, I mean, Man we're not going to use the name celebrity. We'll take celebrity out of it. But you are of a more elevated status probably on the nightclub scene in Vancouver than most people who go there because of what you do your career is cool you're on tv it's cool right so like there might be a little bit of pressure not necessarily for you but maybe for some of your fellow castmates be like uh i don't know if we want to be seen as like the 50th people in this line because it's not i don't know maybe it doesn't add to the mystique of what it is to be a television actor i don't know i'm, I'm not putting words in your no, mouth no I'm no just, no i, I, just I, don't know know I was just thinking about it i mean it, it's such a it's such a wanky thing to try because i can't stand cause... waiting in line and I'm not near the celebrity that you are. And people, no one knows me. But if I see a line, I'm like, just on general principle, I'm not, I'm not waiting that fucking line. The, the other well, one, the other line, he swore off it. going to his local Starbucks. He said, I'll never come Stupid, back The here line again. was too fucking long. I'm, the manager see, tried to give him free coffee. And he said, I'll never come I haven't back. gone back yet. It's been three weeks. <laughs> see, I don't know if I've been feeding for that place, uh, but I can't go back. For me, I'm I'm always happy to to wait in line. I still am. Because mm. in, in London, that's a custom and culture here, I've noticed, is I think you guys are so much nicer your bouncers and doormen and are so much sweeter because my, my, my friends flew out to meet me and they went out without me. So it wasn't like people recognized because that doesn't even happen, but they, even they felt just as guys, tourists that didn't open their mouth or show an English accent, any of that stuff. The guys were just sweeter in London. It's brutal trying to get into a place I've had. And uh, we've had, 
clubs not let us in. And I will badmouth London for this in certain areas where we weren't allowed to go in because tonight wasn't our night type of people. Mm. It's just a group of ethnic boys weren't allowed into a club. Really? Yeah. And the doorman who was doing it to us was an ethnic minority, but only letting in Caucasian people into the club. So we've had all sorts of crap. It's we never know what the rules damn. are. Like, you You're can like, wear you shoes. You can only wear shoes, but those are Dr. Martins. They don't count. Like, you could, for any reason whatsoever, you could be just not let in and your mm -hmm. whole night shot. LA has been great. LA, everyone just feels way more relaxed about that whole cl uh, clubbing culture. And, mm -hmm. and I'm also, more than happy to wait. Like, LA is also a lot more about networking and you don't really necessarily know who you're kicking out. So I think I've, I've, I've found a lot like that people will be a little bit more gracious to everyone around because you never know if the oh, dude wearing flip flops is in the next fucking Hobbit. You know, you're like, I don't know who this guy is. Let's let him in. You know, you never know. I don't yeah. know. The one interesting experience I've had with that with like because I'm, I'm not a celebrity I don't want to be a celebrity I want like that's I like, I, like to, my I like to lay I would always want to be under the radar no matter what happened is uh, hang out with uh, who, someone I consider one of my very best friends Eric Castro who's um, you know owns a bar play provisions in San Diego it's uh, nominated for a James Beard award and um, he owns Boilermaker in New York City so he's a high-end cocktail bar uh, guy and you guys know him if you listen to the show or whatever but I, I go out to eat with him all the time Aaron and I go out with him and his wife and uh it's so interesting watching um, the interplay between industry types in that world. And I just get to kind of benefit from it just being his friend. Mm -hmm. And it actually, it's really interesting and, and quite fun, but also quite uncomfortable in the same sense. Cause I'm like, like when I go to play provisions, like I don't, I try, but like no one wants me pay for anything. Like I, I, I go to soda and swine next door to a food. Like they're just, I was just like, put it on my tab. You know, like, I don't like, I just want to like pay you like for the, all the, and you'll like be like, go to the, go to the cabinet and pick out like whatever bourbon you want. And he's like, you want Pappy and like ancient, 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 and all this like really rare bourbon. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I pay or like, and it, you know, nothing like that. But like in San Diego, just going down there to see Aaron all the time, we, we, we go to these crazy restaurants and get these crazy experiences. And the, it, it, it comes back to this point of tipping because people just like, I went to uh one restaurant where they just kept giving us food and drinks. Like, mm. and it was because Eric, you know, we'll take care of them when they go to their bar and it's just the way it works, whatever. It's kind of gets everyone kind of trying everyone's food and drinks or whatever. And it's a really cool and laid back vibe. But then we get the bill and the bill is like $50. And then I leave like a $150 tip. Yeah. You, you know, it because it's point. like, mm -hmm. because it's like, it's, it's, it's insane. And so that's, I think where tipping comes in too. And especially because I am not, there is no quid pro quo for me in that because I am not mm -hmm. in that industry. Like mm -hmm. I have to, I can only speak with my dollars, but typically, um, I try not to put myself in situations where I have to tip like, like at a hotel, like they want, no, don't touch my bags. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not having this interplay with you. Like if I'm in the bathroom, like I'll get my own towel. Like I don't like, I don't like that uncomfortable shit where it's like, I'm putting myself in, like they're inserting people where you feel <coughs> bad that you have to tip them. And I'm like, yeah. I really don't need you to carry my bags to my room. I don't like, it's uncomfortable for me. I don't care how nice the, this hotel is. The so, guy in the, kind of the bathroom always. Yeah, that, that, should, that, should annoys us, that just annoys me. But, like the, but I will say this because er, to Eric's point, because we've talked and gone back and forth and, and, and share articles about tipping and not tipping in some restaurants. Um, uh, Joe Bistianich, I think is his name. The, the guy that used to be on MasterChef or whatever, tried, I think in his restaurants to get rid of tipping. And like, they actually, I think went back. I think it was him um, because like there's a sticker shock to it because if you're if because if the like you're paying either way like the person coming in is paying for those people those waitresses and those mm -hmm. waiters and that hostess hostess and all that kind of stuff but if you show them at the top 
what they're actually paying if that if that steak goes from 40 to 55 dollars there's like a sticker shock as opposed to on the back end you don't really think about it anymore right um, um and i will say this having eat dined in many foreign countries i guess now we're not many but every foreign country i've ever been to the service here is like superior to anywhere else like it's it's not even a fucking question if you go to a, if you go to a high-end restaurant um you're and you you are paying for what you get and when there's and when there's an incentive to work and you know that there could be a 25 percent or 30 percent tip instead of a 15 percent tip i and just based on whatever's happening then i think that's great because especially in germany i found the service to be atrocious and i well, that's the service was atrocious and that's because we're, we're used to a different level like a different pace of service in i the have States. to i have to admit with colin I, I know service has beaten america like in terms of restaurants and stuff well, like but, that nothing i've ever been to even high-end restaurants in in, in all fancy places in london or paris mm-hmm. nothing compares to really? just general u.s service mm, interesting and the big like again another big culture shock for me here was people asking me was talking talking was a big one because in london we don't talk and i think new york is, has a similar vibe i understand talking to people from new york there isn't a whole lot of interaction on the subway and stuff like that mm. but when you are like again vancouver i know it's obviously canada but in la and stuff walking into a restaurant being asked how your day was and they're waiting for the response because <laughs> normally how how are you in is a greeting yeah. and it isn't a question it's just how you doing how you doing and sure. then get to the business whereas in america that was one of the first things was like hey how was your day oh you, oh good yeah, yeah. You? and they'll tell you and that was a big culture shock for me like you guys really communicate mm. um and the service is so much and then when i went back home everyone was just a piece of shit to me and i was like well <laughs> fuck this place. fucking service like <laughs> this is a, yeah it's that was a big one for me there was so much more interaction and and, and friendliness whether it's genuine or fake it doesn't i mean or there's incentive sure. monetary incentives yeah. is another thing but that was a big uh, big change well i get very 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 angry when the service isn't good especially when i know when there's a business because i used to i used to serve food all throughout college and a little bit after when i was getting uh my video career to where it's at right now this illustrious career we have right now top of the line Greg's spare bedroom but yeah I, we were taught the steps of service right and and you were supposed to actually you know there was a lot of things you're supposed to do that i just i still don't see it in san francisco a lot that often i see it way more in la like when you go out in la i think the restaurants there have it on on lock but a lot of these like let me through the steps of service well you're supposed to be at the table within 15 seconds of them sitting down at least to say hi if you can't you, if i'll you can't, be right back i'll be right back menu Right. I'll bring some water. Then you come back. You're supposed to take an order. Tell them about the specials. Hand job. Give them a, give them a little couple. Brush some jalapeno poppers. If there's two the guys on the other side of you, you fucking ski pull them a little bit. Ski pull. Ski pull. <laughs> slalom, slalom, slalom. Then you take their order. But there's there's an attentiveness that you're supposed to get, right? You're supposed to feel special when you go out to, to, to a meal. And there have been certain instances where I go to very, very, very popular restaurants in San Francisco where I feel like I'm putting them out for coming in. Where the service is like, oh, yeah, I'll get you something. And I'm like, well... It's a three hundred dollar meal I'm sitting down to, so put a little pep in the step, a little pep. But take a, like maybe take the one button down from the fucking denim shirt that you're wearing, the all denim Dan look that you got, and go give me a fucking diet coke. And don't tell me you don't have diet coke. Don't tell me it's some weird sort of like crazy organic <laughs> soda. Diet Dude, coke. we were, I, we were in thought... fucking Austin just a second <laughs> you got ago. Hot. You were I like, ordered fuck. a coke, and they come back with some goddamn bullshit. It's like. It tastes like apple pie. I'm to like, be fair, it was fucking apple. To be pie fair, it was soda. really fucking it was good. disgusting. It was so good. Was it that main root stuff or whatever? No, it's no even worse than that. they make their this own. This place we went to. What place? But I what, liked it a lot. What is it, it about like food? Or what it's is it about food really that good. turns people into assholes? And I've always felt like this because I never. Mm. I've worked in retail all my life before, literally before iZombie, and I, I always stayed away from from food service as a job just because coffee shops. If you fuck up an order, 
as opposed to I sold you the wrong game and need to do a return. Whenever you're messing with someone's food, mm. they just turn ravenous or the, the, the patience is just cut Shucks. by half. Mm. And it always intimidated me. And I see it now. It's like, like you, like you said, with the Coke, it's like, hey, we, you know, um, if I ordered a Coke and it comes back as a seven up, I mean, it's a quick fix. But it is, it's, it's, there's a real kind of, I'm really put out with how you fucked my order up and have ruined my dinner. It's always scared me. I don't yeah. know how people well, work see, So my thing there, though, the different, well, first off, I didn't even react. I didn't care. I just, didn't care. I'm the type of person where it's like, I'm the opposite. Oh, no, of no, no. I wasn't saying based yeah, on yeah. yours. I just mean in general, the, the whole food service thing. But I also think the difference there is like, you working at, at GameStop, like, mm. video games are a little bit different. Retail for clothes, I think clothes are just as bad. Oh, I did as clothes as well. Really? Yeah. I mean, the worst we had is just people taking shit to change rooms and then dropping it on the floor. And it's basically you're saying, you pick that up off the floor, put it back on a hanger and, and, and do it. Yeah. It still was never food service. Yeah. Like someone screwing up your McDonald's order. It's because I'm hungry when I go in for food yeah. service. There you go. Your blood sugar is low. It's I can't make the game. I can't make the clothes, but I could make the steak if I really wanted to. But I came out for a nice night and you fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that service, like you're, like, you're right. Service can be inconsistent. It's also the same way back home in New York. The service can be inconsistent. But restaurants that have great service, like we talk about Nopa a lot, which I still think is the best restaurant in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, some people think the food isn't like astronomically good, but it's amazing. I think it's amazing food, but the service is like fucking through the roof. Good. Yeah. And like you, you're dealing with like five different people at a time. Like they'll just come like, everything's fine. Everything's great. And I think that says a lot to, to uh, the American culture of, of tipping. Although I do think that other countries have, um, like I've always given a lot of respect to Japan. My, the times I've gone to mm. Japan, like I have a, a great, great, deep, 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 deep respect for that place. Just in a way, they're they're honor based. Um, the culture is very kind and considerate. There's like they they engender a sort of. There's no violent crime in Japan. There's no litter in Japan. There's no like. It's just we. It's just weird coming from the United States, mm-hmm. where it's like we have we have a significant violence problem here. We have a significant pollution problem in the United States. We have a very we have a lack, lack of respect for everything around people us. People putting bags of dog shit in people's cars. Exactly it's ridiculous. You can like, maybe warranted, maybe not warranted. We don't know. We're gonna get to the bottom of that. To, to me, Japan is like a place like we can learn a lot from in terms sure. of honor. I remember well, the, my, the very first time I went there, uh, exchanged money for yen, and the, I remember the, uh, I was with our friend Darren Brazil, and and uh, I remember the guy getting handing me my money on his tray and like handed it to me or whatever, and got up and bowed and then sat back down in his chair and i was like and i bowed back and i'm like it seemed a little unnecessary but but i appreciate it and then i started and then i started noticing like when i'm in the hotel lobby like just dicking around and you know in my times in japan whatever like people old friends seeing each other meeting in tokyo whatever bowing 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 deeper 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 is like a sign of respect for 10 15 seconds sometimes as they're like so ecstatic to see each other and um, how like the, the janitor has the same respect of a CEO, how like Pete, like there's like a lot of real the, Japan's economy is inefficient and stagnant. They give people what they call window facing jobs, like, which means when you get old or useless, they just basically throw you away, but they won't fire you, you know? Like, so they have like this weird corporate structure that like holds them back. There's a lost mm-hmm. generation of youth there because of it and stuff. There's definitely things that aren't working in Japan, but like the, the facade of it is like very welcoming even though you can't talk to anyone even though you can't understand like there are a lot of people don't speak english there a lot it's definitely a place with a lot you have to kind of know what's going on and um i don't know i always i always really respected the shit out of that how you can walk into a ramen restaurant um you know no one can speak to you you just point they're fine with that you exchange Mm -hmm. your money you sit down no one's looking at you sideways no Mm -hmm. one's like being weird to you like i don't know it's it's i don't i i I will like i've gone to europe and it's in an interesting place and i like it but it's the united states 
You got, gonna, you... I was going to ask you if you, you guys have obviously been to London through you know through work and stuff. What did you guys find? How did you find? London? Never been to London. London Never been to London. Nep- nope. I drove through it for a flight. They put me. Yeah, yeah, I want to go. It's one place I've never really, really want to go. So I don't have any any opinion of it. No way. We, yeah, I, it's it's honestly my number one place. Christine and I talk about it all the time that yeah. we want to get there. We just haven't gotten there. We're as a company. We, I mean, we have to. I, and I've said this before. We have such a significant oh. British fan base that it's it's imperative that we get to London. Um, more than almost most places in the United States. Like we we can touch New York as many we times as we want. We get around the US. Yeah, like it's just like we really should probably go to Western Europe. You know, like we have we to. have a significant just looking at our Patreon numbers and looking at our our data. We have a lot of people in Europe, and and uh, like thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people, like just in London alone, none mm-hmm. like and and the surrounding areas. Nonetheless, if they want to come over to, from France and Belgium, and we can do something in in London. We gotta go to Nando's. You haven't done Nando's. No, I know the song was. Service, There's one in Washington. Service is going to be interesting for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yes, no waiters. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Nando's. What do nah. they do? Like, they... It's like McDonald's but fancy. Okay. Uh, so you so order you, a counter. You order at Wait, the whoa, 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 whoa! Now the cheeky Nando's music video has Jesus a waitress Christ. that comes over and asks if he, have you been to Nando's before. Yeah. To which he responds is, "Are you are you boff something like that? Are you are you boff? Are you mad? Man? No, 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 boff. I, I haven't seen the cheeky them. Nando's. Oh my it. god! But well, well no, you have, you, have, you have someone you have someone who shows you to your seat. Okay, it's the funny, it's the weirdest thing. So like, you walk into Nando's and they go, "How many's at your table? Mm-hmm. With two, three, whatever. They'll take you to your table. You sit down, look at a menu, but you get back up and you go over and you order at the counter." Mm. And then they bring the, f- you sit back down, okay. they bring That's the weird. food to you, it's all paid for, then someone will come over and ask if everything's all right. They mm-hmm. don't do anything, they'll just go, you go, yeah. And then they leave. And that's Nando's, <laughs> like there's no service. But then again, tipping's weird because they're still doing a waiter job, but you're already paying before the service. That's like Sizzler, here. Sizzler's say, fucking like, weird. It sounds like Sizzler. I don't like that shit. And then Carl's Jr. somewhere weird in the middle. Where don't it's talk like, shit about Carl's Jr. Well, Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. is McDonald's. Except they bring their, the food to they you. They do bring the food to you. Oh, it's they? the only fast food place that they it. bring the food to your table. They give it's you a little number and you put it there. Interesting. Respect. It's weird. Okay. I ain't tipping them, though. Yeah, no. No. You're not supposed to. I've tipped at McDonald's. Really? What they do with it? Are they just like I fucking uh, love sir. McDonald's? I'm so happy when I get there. I'm always you know like, what? Fuck yeah. it. If I get everything I want and quick, I'm like, yeah, here's an extra. Five have you bucks, been man. to? Uh, have you seen the new McDonald's? What they're doing now? No, we no. walked into the one over in Stonestown, and you walk in and it's just screens. Oh yeah, they have like, that in, this in is Vancouver. Fucking weird. And I'm like, I was like, at first, I'm like, this is a weird. So you know, this is what the fifteen dollar minimum wage is going to get you, by the way, at and all these places. No, so you, they're, they're just throwing out a tidbit out there. But it's it's weird. You walk in and this we were like I uh, I don't know where to go. It looks like you just like it's like you're facing a wall and you look over and there's a bunch of like touch screens that you can go order off of. And then if you keep walking on the other side of the wall, there's like four registers and it's the, the yeah. standard service. Jack in the Box has been doing that for years. Have they? Yeah. And it's the the cool thing about it is that it allows you to customize in a way that you didn't even know was fucking possible before. Like I'm never going to be the asshole standing at the counter being like, hey. I'm not Nick. I'm uh, Can I can I take this thing off? Can I add three of these things? Can I do whatever? But when you add a touch screen and oh, it's yeah, literally no, just, it gives you options. I'm like, oh, I didn't know I can get Big Mac sauce on anything. I didn't know that I could just simply do this, and I would never ask. And for you it. can't give a bunch of gamers a screen with customizable no, options. No, they're gonna just sit there. there they're making loadouts. And just like <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can toss us a few bucks, get every episode early, get a bunch of cool perks, get exclusives. 
and see Kevin naked. We need to post a naked photo of you. Kevin, if you I'll don't have it. any money to toss, you can, of course, go to YouTube.com slash kind of funny where the entire show post topic by topic day by day until it's up is one big free MP3 and video. Raul. Mm. Fuck this CW show. Stay here. I want it. I'll, I'll do it. Eyes on me lost me. Thank you for having me. Guys, <laughs> no. uh, your Twitter's been up nonstop. Everybody tweet at whoever we said to tweet at about Star Wars. Uh, uh, when, when Did we choose? I don't think we no, chose. Well, we got to do that afterwards. That's something we got <laughs> to figure it out. We got to find Kathleen Kennedy. And then, uh, okay. Dave Filoni. If she has a, does she have a Twitter, you think? Probably no, let's not. get Dave Filoni. We'll okay. Do Rebels. Okay. Okay. Voice cool. for Rebels. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I like that. Fuck it. Did I miss a. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to throw it in there somewhere. Somewhere. Cool. We'll figure it out. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> it. And then when can people watch iZombie? Uh, our finale is on at Tuesday, starting a little earlier. It's a two-hour special on the CW. So the upcoming Tuesday? Yeah, this is our two-episode finale. So last week, you could have watched it. You could have watched it. it last week. Damn but it. we're still on Netflix. Hey, there you go. So, Netflix is yeah. easy. You buy and the Blu-rays and stuff. Or do your illegal stuff that no, I know everyone no. does. No, don't do that. No, they don't, we don't air in London, and I know we've got London fans, so how are you lot watching it? <laughs> how are you? Yeah, that's my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.